Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit, period, responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Welcome to the podcast. I have Matt from Worst Responders here joining us. He's going to educate us on firefighter things. And then I have a, a co-host this podcast. We haven't really done it like a co-host before. I have Mr. Scotch. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. I guess I should probably ask how my guest is first and not you. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt how are I'm you? Just, buddy? I'm just living the dream. That's good, man. That's good. I think a lot of the cops out there initially off the bat, probably the first thing I want to ask you are really curious um, about this. Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was in the military and there was just so much romance, you know, homoeroticism going on. I just, that was probably the biggest thing I missed when I got out. And I was like, how can I find that? And it was in the fire service. <laughs> I've been plotting this all day, and it was uh, it was even better than I imagined. <laughs> so, the one joke I've ever written on the podcast, folks. So, let me ask you this, though, and this, I don't mean like any disrespect to anybody out there. Like you, get, anybody that listens to the podcast, you guys know who I am. I don't, I don't care what you do in closed doors or anything like that. But you know, the cops, we make a lot of jokes about like, oh, they're gay, and they, you know, they snuggle in the bunk beds and stuff. I know, at least in my agency. There's a lot of gay cops. Are there a lot of gay firefighters? Like legit? Every every firefighter is a little gay, first of all. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there, there's a surprise. I mean, I was kind of surprised. There's a, there was a handful I went through the academy with. Um, one of them's probably one of the most interesting people you'd ever met. He was a machine gunner in the Marine Corps, tatted up, yoked. Just love fucking guys. <laughs> you know? Why are you gay? <laughs> i blame i blame the marine corps for that one not the fire service you know i i gotta be honest man there was a lot of gay cops on my agency you never knew they know like 
I don't know. I, I this might be weird, and this podcast is already going in a weird direction, but <laughs> you can go throughout your whole entire life, and this goes for the heterosexual guys too, because you know the guys that put like, you know, I eat butthole and I eat ass on their hats and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, show me that butthole. You can go your whole life and not let everybody you know at work know who you're fucking guys girls whoever it's amazing how that works right like you can exist in society without your sexuality being the most important thing oh you mean without wrapping your identity around who you stick your genitals inside yeah or here's another example of it is um and i don't want to offend anybody here is the uh and i've gone on this rant before and i'll do it again the dog mom i don't have kids but i'm the dog mom (laughs) oh yeah or 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 I've seen this a lot, boy mom or sports mom, their whole identity. I'm a boy you know what? mom. I've, I found like, and it's, it's, it's in the military side. It's in the fire side. It's, you know, I see it in the police side, not that I'm a police officer, but like people uh, reappropriating holidays to be about them. So like, you'll see these like Facebook memes and it's like happy mother's day. I'll, I'll tell the mothers out there, but especially to the mothers of, you know, forklift operators or whatever, like whatever the career <laughs> is. <laughs> like, uh, like people turn in Mother's Day to like be like them being a veteran or like them being a firefighter. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just like, come on, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I have too much room to talk because I run a podcast in my basement surrounded by toy police cars and police patches. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, totally normal. Awesome. But I don't know. It's like one of those things like, you know, you could like my favorite band right now is ghost. I can wear a ghost t-shirt, but I don't wear makeup out and uh, do all kinds of weird shit. Like, I don't know. You can enjoy things without making it your whole personality, but maybe I'm just being a judgmental dick here. I don't know. It's just so much easier to completely let what your paycheck is, you know, dictate your entire personality though. Scotch, what's the most common personality in West Virginia? I mean, it's, it's, I think it's all going to go where we think it's going to (laughs) go. Um, honestly, we have a pretty good blend of a little of everything to, to be honest. I mean, I know like, you know, the toothless fucking hillbilly that you think, you know, exists here. It, it does, but no, no more than anywhere else. Uh, honest, honestly. <laughs> Love them out today. <laughs> Has that has that changed like within the last 15, 20 years once West Virginia got electricity? We got electricity. <laughs> he don't got it yet. Electricity this whole time. <laughs> Those they send, bastards. They send the coal out, but they don't actually use it for power plants. They just send yeah. it in other places. <laughs> yeah, if you tell them what these magic rocks do, they'll they'll, they'll catch on to us. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is with a page called Worst Responders, which I would say is kind of the closest thing I have to appear on the fireside. There, I know there's a couple smaller pages, and then there's like, who's the bald guy that does all the videos? That guy's pretty funny. Oh, J- Jason with Fire Department Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, that dude, those are good. I mean, I can't shit on those. That guy's fucking comedy gold. Oh um, yeah, we we've had some meetings with that guy. Um, he is exactly how you think he is. Like, it's not an act. It's not a character. <laughs> That's how he acts. I guess we probably should ask about your firefighting career, but I don't really care about that right now. How did Worst Responders get started, man? How long has that been around? 
So we started January of 2019. So coming up on four years now. Um, so I met this guy. Uh, so I was teaching like trauma medical skills for a company that also taught firearms training. And they, you know, they teach everybody from soccer moms to SWAT teams and how to do stuff with gun. And as time went on, you know, the medicine side of things started becoming more relevant. So I was a combat medic in the army and I was an instructor for a bit on that. I got out, I got tied in with him. I met this other guy who's in the Marines. And talking about meeting guys. I, dude, like our, our, (laughs) don't get me started on my tangent about how real men fuck dudes. Um, And I can prove it with math. I've actually, I heard something one time that this podcast is really going to get us canceled, but I've heard that really only a man knows how to treat another man. Allegedly. Well, I've, I've heard the same about like women, like women are way better at going down on women than men are. Yeah. I mean, like I, I still haven't found it if we're being honest. I mean, like 30 years <laughs> into my life, I don't think it exists. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, you so meeting, you keep meeting dudes. I, you kept meeting dudes. Um, so I met this guy, super cool, very, you know, kind of business savvy. Um, we knew we were going to do something together, some kind of project. We didn't know what. Uh, he was, he had done some contracting. I had done a little bit of it. And we we figured out the best way to have a side hustle with some layer of financial security was to get a public safety schedule. And Obviously, the not really the PD side of things because the schedule sucks for you guys, but the most public safety on fire at EMS has uh, 20 days off a month. So we started working on the AMBOs because he needed more medical time for his contract stuff. And I was kind of thinking about going the fire department route. And we quickly realized how much it sucks and how poorly they pay and how overworked these people are. And these companies kind of prey on unlimited overtime. You have people working 60 to 70 hours a week just to have a comfortable lifestyle. And it, it, it blew our minds because, you know, a lot of people in the military, almost everybody in the military knows about contracting for security stuff. And the same thing, like there's probably more of a need for medical contracting than security and nobody, people didn't even believe us when we talked about some of these jobs or, you know, that, that the other guy's just here to get some resume time, because uh, he had, you know, his his background was essentially being a shooter, and we were like, well, we we need to change that. And nobody had really been a counterculture, kind of saying what what should be said. You know, there's there's plenty of pages that were like complaining about how much it sucks working in EMS, but nobody was really doing it right in our opinions. And we had social media backgrounds working and marketing for other companies, um, and we're like, I think we can do something here. So. We started making poop jokes on the internet and flash forward to now we have employees and fulfillment and this turned into this whole thing. It's kind of interesting because you guys started out as kind of probably with an eye on what you're doing now, where when I started out, I was just fucking blowing off steam and I had no idea that you could make money on the internet. Yeah, you know, it was just like I thought that was just like a fantasy land type thing. And it's, oh, of course, yeah. Well, I was gonna say too. It's you know, for a lot of us, well, not 
I mean, me, I'm a prime example, like trying to get out and do something else. A lot of people think there isn't something else out there, which is everybody going to run a meme page that turns into a business? No, probably not. But it, I think it just goes to show there's more out there than you even realize is out there for work. Oh, yeah. And cops especially, man. Like, you guys are so fucking qualified for some of these contracts. It, 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 it's insane. The catch is it's a lot harder for you guys to take big blocks of time off of work the way it is for, like, a, a firefighter or maybe even a guy on Ambo. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being public safety for a handful of years to get some certs and credentials and qualifications and experience or whatever. The same way people join the military. Um, cause if you, if you do it right, you know, you do three or four years, you articulate your resume the right way. And you could, you can go do these contracts for, you know, a few months out of the year or three or six months out of the year. And you're still high, high five figures, low six figures, maybe even, maybe even well into the six figure mark. And you're still having three, four five months off a year. And, and I, I, I advocate that that's not how you want to live the rest of your life, at least in my opinion. But what it allows you to do is having a resume that allows you to just go hop on a high paying contract and then take massive periods of time off in between. It can afford you the stability and the financial security to be able to take some risk and start something or collaborate on a project for equity or whatever to where you don't have to work for people or for an agency and you can work for yourself and with people. So it's really a means to an end more than a... Wait a second. Are you telling me there's another way to live life besides working 40 hours a week? Oh, yeah. Punching the clock. No way. Yeah, why work 40 hours a week for someone else when you can work 60 hours a week for yourself? Exactly. Let's talk about your, um, your, your uh, I guess, first responder experience. Now, were you... And maybe I missed it because I'm drinking. Did you work for a fire department? Do you work for a fire department? Yeah, so I uh, worked on the Ambos for like three months. I got hired by a full-time fire department out here. Uh, worked for them for about four years. And then was like, this is bullshit. I'm over it. <laughs> and so I punched out. And uh, I'm still in a reserve department on a, on a pretty fun agency. Um, that's just a lot, a, a lot cooler of a time. And so we work 56 hours a week. Like full, full-time fire departments generally about 56 hours a week when you do the math. And I was on a very busy truck. I was getting my nuts kicked in for 56 hours a week and coming home exhausted and trying to hang out with my wife and trying to do stuff with a family. Like it was just, you know, that on top of trying to do something with this, you know, project turned side business turned real business. Um, it just wasn't really sustainable. And I, I, I kind of had that, what you just pointed out of like, I could work 56 hours a week for some department for 25 years and get a trash pension, or I could work 56 hours a week for myself and see what I can make and see what I can do and see like what level of fulfillment I can find. You said something interesting to me when we first started chatting and you know, the police side, we always say the job's dead, but you kind of said something similar. And I just, I guess I don't understand it from the fire side because from the police side, it sounds like such a fucking easy job. I mean, what's what's the actual truth? And, and it sounds like you work kind of a similar place to the city I worked. So I feel like it's maybe a little comparable and I can understand. I, I get there's like, you know, out in the country, you got a lot of um, volunteer departments and stuff. But like mm -hmm. in a, a bigger area, 
I mean, what's it actually like to work a shift? I mean, what kind of shit are you dealing with? Um, well, so, you know, I, I met some Portland fire guys and one of them was, one of them asked me, what's our, like, what's your bullshit call? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, like our bullshit call is, you know, just homeless people. All they want is a bottle of water and a blanket or somewhere warm to stay. Like, what's your bullshit call? And depending on where you're at in the city, your bullshit call might just be entitled people in the suburbs that call for a headache. Um, your bullshit call might be the same thing. So, um, like I would say the, the biggest aggravating factor outside of chief and administrative staff would be the expectation that people who've never taken care of themselves at any point in their life now want you to take care of them at three in the morning when the consequences of their inaction has caught up with them and it's exhausting. I could see that. I mean, you, you deal with people who are facing the, con the, the reality of their consequences, right? Or the consequences of their actions. You know, it's funny. It's the way policing is, is usually before somebody does something bad enough to get arrested, there's usually a buildup, right? It's not yeah. like they woke up that day and they're like, I'm going to fucking go rob a bank or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to traffic drugs. There's usually like a buildup. And it finally gets yeah. to the boiling point, which you're describing is basically the same thing, except for hygiene. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like you, you, we get these regulars and you just see them either declining and they're calling over and over for, you know, the, the, the standard is, you know, there, there's obesity, there's uh, you know, horrible diet, unmanaged diabetes and some kind of respiratory or cardiac history and you see some of these people far less are on an upward trend of hey he just got out of the hospital okay yeah we're but we you know we have some where the address comes out and we're like oh yeah I, this guy's super cool he's just you know a little unstable since this hip surgery and we don't hear from him again for maybe a year and we run into him for some unrelated thing but the most most of most of the people it's just a churn right you have I'm not going to get into the the gripes I have with health insurance companies and, and all that, but actually I'd be have... here for it. Cause I'm curious how that works on your guys' side. I think all of us would be. Yeah. So depending on like how the agency is structured, like you may or may not have to pay for the ambulance. Um, if out here in Arizona, there's a thing called access and it's like public health care for people who are under a certain income limit, but there's so much, there's so many people where, it's a you know beautiful house, brand new vehicles, huge TV, amazing house. You know you're chatting with them and they have like a normal job, you know, a, a decent or even a well-paying job. And you ask them who you who they have for insurance, and they say that we're on access. And I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? So, you know, when you click over to the other side of the the abuse of the system. You know, there's people that will call 911 because they called the nursing line and the automatic thing said, if this is an emergency, call 911. So they hang up and say, oh, they called, told me to call 911 or my doctor called me to call 911. Um, and you have, you have people that are two weeks ago, they had labs done and their doctor said, oh, yeah, like you need to come in. You need to get like you should go to a hospital to get this thing checked out. And so they say, OK, they call 911. And they insist on an ambulance transport or people for a very minor thing, like urgent, 
urgent care or, you know, their, their normal doctor could handle this in a few days and they insist on, you know, going to the ER and they don't have a ride or they don't feel like, you know, none of the family feels like driving them or they, they just, they want to punt a problem. Right. So they, mom keeps falling over. They call an ambulance, take her to the hospital. She'll be back in the morning, but we, we get a break. So there, there's, there's that side of it. There's, you know, old people or not old people, but you know, there's, there's people who have some weird family thing going on and they don't talk to their ex-wife or they don't talk to whoever. And they call us for a bunch of weird, vague things. And then as soon as we start loading them up in the ambulance, they start calling all these family members and kids that don't talk to them anymore and say, Oh, they don't know what's going on. They're taking me to the hospital. And uh, I, I always say like, Hey, I'll, I'll, I would love to talk to them and explain to them, Hey, there's nothing critical, nothing urgent. They insisted on going by ambulance. I don't want you to stress out. I don't want you to drive crazy to the ER or anything. I just want to let you know what's going on from our perspective. And I'll get this nasty look from the patient. Like I ruined their plan, right? Of like <laughs> weaponizing healthcare to get sympathy from estranged family members. I could go on all day about it, but I won't. I don't no, want to read I, the podcast. That's okay. Well, I'll just hold on. Let's just play Are You Gay Sound Bites to get everybody back into it. But Okay, I'm ready. Why, I guess why I'm pulling that up there. Scotch, what's, I mean, what's it like kind of in your neck of the woods? Do they have kind of, are there any, are all the fire services out there volunteer or do they actually have paid services out there? Do you know? Um, 90% is volunteer. There's a handful of full-time fire departments in my area anyway. Um, those, well, uh, Generally speaking, the, the full-time guys are pretty legit, extremely helpful, really professional. I enjoy working around them. And the volunteers, I, I do appreciate them, and they do a good job. But we've all worked around volunteer folks, you know, they're Ford Rangers with their little cherry. <laughs> it's on. always a Ford Ranger, man. There's no other car. Every volunteer drives a Ford Ranger. And those, uh, obviously, those guys are what you make memes about. Um, I say that. Um, I'll just say. You got in, Ford Ranger. <laughs> Ford fucking Ranger. In <laughs> I was my, looking for that, but that's all. I, that's the best I got. In in this state, I'll just say that in this state, there was a full time fire department uh, a couple years ago, year and a half ago, got wrapped up in quite the uh, situation with children um the entire park boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast yeah um apparently they were fucking each other as well in the firehouse <laughs> here's the weird here's the here's the uh here's the the uh i don't know the strange part is years ago, same same guys at the same firehouse, but years years ago, uh, like Tuesday nights maybe, they would have like a shrimp and steak, like they would all cook and they would invite whatever police officers were on duty at the time. And I may or may not have went over there and ate dinner with those guys. Nothing weird ever happened, but... banging kids that's not and, that's not good yeah so that's 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 other than that group 
the full-time guys that I work around are pretty, pretty squared away. So other than the dudes that were banging kids, they're totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Jesus Christ. Fuck. (laughs) You thought you had it bad, buddy. Um, Oh, there's all sorts of crazy shit that goes down. Nothing to that level that I've heard about. Yeah. You get four, you get four bros together and give them a million dollar toolbox with wheels. Like, Shit's like people are going to do stupid shit. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I mean, I, I feel like if you have a crew, you know, all four of you guys all get along really well. Sometimes you feed off of it. Um, I'm a big proponent of riding two man and patrol cars, but I, I was doing some reading the other day and I learned in a don't be surprised. I can read motherfuckers, but I learned that two man cars were shown to be less effective and less safe because the really? officers were more likely to be fucking off. Interesting. Now, now you multiply <laughs> that with a whole entire fire engine and so now you have, you know, four to six people, right? Well, it is a little different because like two cops both have the same responsibilities and if you're on patrol together, right, I would imagine. Yeah, besides yeah. one Ish. one's going to yeah. drive, one's going to navigate, read the CAD stuff. On a fire truck, the engineers in charge of operating the truck, the captains in charge of getting us there, figuring out what's going on, and the two guys in the back. Generally, like if something needed to be cut, smashed, destroyed, broken, pried open, whatever, that was mine. And if some if if water needed to be sprayed, then it was the other guy, and I would back him up. And there was other things that he would do, but like everybody kind of had their their playbook of like, okay, when this happens, this is what's going to go, and it's it's really. I think one of the big differences between the fire side and the law enforcement side is because we always work in teams, it's a lot easier to, to basically manage incidents. Whereas law enforcement, everyone's kind of all over the place. You might have maybe two guys in a car together, right? And some crazy shit goes down. How can you pre-plan that? Right. It's it's not always the same guys in the same cars in the same areas, I would assume. Um you know, in a bigger city. It can be problematic, right? Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, coming in and out, you know, maybe the different you're overlapped with a different shift, and you know, if it's a big enough call, you're going to go to that call with people from a different district that you don't fucking work with. You don't know how they act, right? So well, that's we, why, we, that's why yeah, training is uh, important to be like uniformed, but it, it can only go so far. Oh yeah, but I, I mean, the the fire and EMS side, there's certainly gray areas of all sorts of crazy things can happen, but you look at like incident management on our side and you look at incident management on law enforcement. Like if something's crazy critical in law enforcement, what's like, you just have to dump cops in there until they like people get control and figure it out and go get the bag or whatever. Right. Like it's a lot easier to structure that type of stuff from fire. In theory, in theory, if we're all paying attention to training, because I mean, we use that incident command structure. We should be. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Do they teach that out in your in your neck of the woods, Scotch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty. I think the the feds made that pretty uniform. I was talking about. Well, it yeah. The, the, are you, if you're talking about NIMS. Yeah. Sometimes whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So like, I'm talking like smaller scale stuff. So like, yeah, sure. If there's a, you know, airplane crashes into a whatever. Like if there if there's a major incident, sure. Like people are going to do the whole FEMA thing. But I, I think of, I don't know, it's just, it's like we, we sectorize things. We, 
I just feel like so much of our training, once you're actually on the truck goes into, if this happens, then we do this. And if this happens, then we do this. Whereas as a cop, you're driving around and every single interaction you have, that person might kill you. And somebody you're not even aware of might just walk up and try to kill you. Like nobody tries to kill firefighters. I think it's totally different. It's totally different. That was actually something that I wanted to venture into for a second, but I, I wanted to stay on this really quick. Yeah. I think in theory things should be more organized because you mentioned something about like throwing cops. If you have a bigger agency, you guys should be trained up and have everybody should kind of know what you're doing. It shouldn't be a big deal on a small scale big incident. But in these rural parts of the, the country, which is a big part of the country, you uh-huh. know, an agency might have one guy on here, another agency might have two guys on over here. And so, you know, people are backing each other up you know, every agency is a little bit different. You're all wearing different uniforms. That could be an issue as far as throwing yeah, I, cops at a problem. Yeah. I think that it's just the, well, the dynamics between what you guys are trying to do and what we're trying to do is so different. You brought up the fact that, you know, firefighters aren't getting killed by folks. Is that anything you guys even worry about even on the radar on a call? Yeah. So I, I should have, I should have worded that differently. Um, we don't go to work thinking someone's going to try to kill us. We, I mean, we certainly think that it's a possibility, right? Accident, vehicle accident, or, you know, maybe some crazy guy does something, but the, the calls that always sketched me out were like unknown medicals. And you're like, okay, this is sketchy or cause we can like on our system, it'll show you like where the call's coming from. And generally like the cell phone that it's being used to call on is at the same spot as where the house is. So sometimes when it's a few houses down and it's like some weird, just they're just saying, I need an ambulance and the fire department. And they're not saying what's going on. Like that always sketches us out. Um, and generally when that kind of stuff happened, like the cops were already on it. So when the city I worked in, you call 911, it would go to the, the police for that city. And they'd say, Hey, do you need fire? Or, you know, do you need fire EMS or law enforcement? And if they said fire, then they would send it to either uh, Phoenix or Mesa and there's like 30 cities in this in this valley and those two fire departments basically manage all of the fire and EMS dispatching for all of that whereas i think most of those cities have their own police departments dispatching so basically there's no way to call 911 without the police getting a heads up of something so we generally knew that PD was coming sometimes they would just say hey this is weird just go ahead and stage until we can figure out what's going on which we always appreciated but yeah, we don't have that same paranoia that you guys have to. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I think as people see police on a call, it, especially if they're as a George Bush would say an evil doer. If they're if an evil doer sees a cop, that's potentially somebody that could cause problems for them. Where I think if fire EMS is rolling in there, it's maybe not something they think of. Yeah, I I mean, people, I don't know. I mean, it happens, right? Like I've heard store. I mean, there's been stories of ambushes of firefighters. Uh, I know there was one on the East Coast. I know I think I saw a video last year, but it's kind of few and far between. There was a a gal who worked for the FDNY's Ambo service. Um, Oh, yeah, she was happened. It was a couple days ago. Yeah, she got stabbed and died. Uh, Allison, Allison Russo. Um, There was an EMT down here in Tucson where this guy, he like called 911 or set his house on fire. You know, as people started responding, he 
there was an ambo sitting a, a few blocks over like waiting for some other unrelated call and i guess he's fleeing the scene or something but he ended up shooting and killing an emt wounded a medic shot a couple of tucson fire guys and then tucson pd just lit him up but i mean yeah it, it happens but it's just not you know we're aware that it's possible but i think i'm more sketched out about getting hit by a car in an accident scene or you know working on a patient in the back of an ambo and getting you know t-boned or like i'm more worried about that or you know the the standard hazards of firefighting more so that i'm actively worried about some crazy guy going wacky on a call to kind of go back to you know what i was kind of talking about a little bit as far as the i don't know like your day on the fire department i think a lot of people and let me know if i'm wrong but i think the assumption is is if you get on the job as a firefighter you're gonna fight fires but i mean you don't actually <laughs> go to fires that often right no i mean it depends like so i'm in the phoenix area there's there's some parts of phoenix that are really old they're you know built in the 40s 50s and there's some parts of phoenix that 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it was all farm fields and now it's all new houses. And so like West Phoenix, and South Phoenix, they burn regularly. They're also, I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but like those parts of Phoenix are also a little rougher. So, you know, people aren't keeping up with their house as well as they would out in the nice suburbs. So it can, it can vary like pretty heavily department to department out here. Um, but I mean, yeah, any any full time fire department outside of like a, a handful of departments in like really old cities, most of them are a majority are running EMS. Yeah, sure. Like FDNY, there's there's some outliers that you know FDNY is the fire side of FDNY is just running fires and fire alarms or fire indications or whatever. But yeah, most our, our average call is probably lifting somebody up that fell down sorry about that man i've been trying to lose weight but it's really i'm like a turtle <laughs> once i fall down you know it's tough yeah yeah, yeah it's like weevils wallow but they can't fall down <laughs> so let me ask this as far as fires go we're, let's do a little fire safety here let's put our little fire safety hats on here what is the most common type of fire like what is starting the most fires do you think um people well okay you know what i think that was a dumb question i i'm gonna strike that from the <laughs> record i think you know like i would assume like you know dumb shit like leaving candles and, and reckless shit like that but yeah besides like people like what kind of like mechanical things start fires or is it most of the time like somebody fucking you know fell asleep with a cigarette and it lit the carpet on fire or whatever yeah so new, like modern Modern cigarettes are actually like they have some chemicals in all like a lot of the chemicals help them like not burn as hot and not continue to burn unless you're sucking on it. There's a joke in there somewhere. Um that's what she's hot. <laughs> so I think people would be surprised like so like lint traps, dryers, uh AC units. We call them fart fans, but those little fans in the bathrooms, they're just made with the shittiest components money can buy, right? um car fires like stuff starts in the garage we've had a lot of like batteries uh you know some guy's using a leaf blower and he puts the thing back in his garage and a couple hours later his garage is on fire we can kind of figure out that it was 
you know, some appliance or power tool or something. And then generally the ones that are the worst or at least spread quickly is, is just horror conditions, right? So like your garage is completely full of shit and, or it's like a cave of shit and you can park your car in between, and, you know, in this little gap, but you got a lot of car fires that spread to the house or spread to stuff, uh, trash fires, you know, there, there was, there's been some pretty bad commercial or even residential fires where it started in like a dumpster out back and got up in the attic space or something. So it's usually like that kind of stuff. Shitty wiring. We have a lot of chimney fires like this time of year in the fall and the winter because people, a lot of folks around here, they burn firewood. Um, oh, yeah. they, they don't clean their chimney like they should. So they have chimney fires, which, you know, they leave a fire burning and they go to work when their house burns up. Yeah, that's like people just don't use their chimneys in Arizona. I've I've heard there's oceanfront property there though. Yeah, I'll sell you some. <laughs> we throw the Golden Gate in for free. Yeah, just for you. Thanks, buddy. I was I was really hoping to find. Uh, oh Lord, it's a fire! But I uh, I couldn't find it on the soundboard. Disappointing. That would have been sad. a perfect time. Very sad. Very upset. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the podcast. I want to tell you about my friends over at the V Development Group. They've been longtime supporters and sponsors of the podcast, and they've got all kinds of great stuff, specifically medical gear. Are you in the market for the RMT, the ratcheting medical tourniquet? Do you need to replenish your bag with the latest medical supplies? Do you need gauze? They have hemostatic gauze. They have chest seals, anything you're going to need for your kit. Or do you need your own kit? V Development Group has got you covered. New customers save using code PMPM. That is V Development Group, the educated end user's choice. You can find them on the web, vdevgru.com, V-D-E-V-G-R-U.com. And of course, I'll have the links in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. You mentioned something about admin. What's the issue with admin on the fire side? You know, at least for us, it's like, well, you're not backing us up kind of shit. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing on the police side, man. At some point, they stop being police officers and they start being politicians. So you're seeing that on the fire side too? Like what kind of shit, I guess, what you would see be that. an example of that? You see that in any bureaucracy that's not driven by profit. I mean, they're they're going to, the first rule of bureaucracy is grow the bureaucracy, right? So like, I don't know, I, I, I always kind of described it like, like Hollywood, right? You have... Hardy Weinstein's running around doing unethical or immoral things. And the people that were willing to say, Hey, that's wrong and stand up to him got blacklisted. They're never going to get their movies produced. They're never going to work on any other projects. And the people that kiss the ring or turn a blind eye, you do that for long enough. And maybe Harvey Weinstein Weinstein will produce your movie and will get you in, involved in these A-list blockbusters. And I'm not discounting what happened with him and, you know, this horrible stuff. But it's kind of the same thing of like, if you're going to stand up and it's not every department, it's not, you know, this isn't any kind of, this exists on fire, on PD, uh, in the private sector, it exists in most places that humans congregate is that the people that run the show will do things that benefit them sometimes that benefit them at, at the cost of the membership. Um, and sometimes there's, there's people in leaderships that won't do that. 
and they go down as you know a cop's cop or a fire a fireman's fireman like he never forgot where he came from but you get i mean how many people in your life make decisions about how you do your job and they haven't had to do your job in 15 years they weren't even cops walking a beat when tasers existed and they're the ones writing policy about how to use tasers they're the ones you know the call volumes probably tripled for you guys in the last 20 years it has for us and the people that get to make decisions about how you do your job haven't had to do your job the way you have to do your job so i'm beyond curious what what i'm getting from this is kind of like the good old boy shit for sure where you know certain people are going to get certain things but you know you brought up like they hadn't been firefighters in 20 years what kind of stuff has changed that they're you know they're I'll give you a prime example. Like right now, you know, back in the day, there was, you know, shit would happen that probably shouldn't happen as far as like the run tax and, and you know, they're beating people and shit like that. Um, it's a different time. The, the run tax? Oh, you've never heard that before? <laughs> no. Just saying. Uh, I don't know. I think you could make an argument for and against, but it, the run tax is definitely not probably part of the Fourth Amendment when they, they were writing the Constitution there. But I love that. That could be a t-shirt right there, the run tax, like some guys with baton. But anyway. I got a great um, graphics guy if you, if you want. Well, it has to be poorly made, so I'll, I'll do it. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay. Perfect. But I appreciate it, though. But, you know, so they were doing shit like that, unethical shit like that back, you know, in 95. We're here now in 2020. Dude says fuck when he's in a fight and he gets written up for cussing. What kind of stuff like that policy wise has changed where they're jamming up people on the fire side? Does that question make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like mainly on the medical side, our scope of what we can do has exploded in the last 20, 30 years. Right. So we're, we can administer fentanyl, ketamine and innovate people and cut a hole in their neck and shove a tube down and, and breathe for them. And just the, the amount of interventions we can do, and the calls we respond to and the calls we can manage the technology of, you know, tactical rescue and swift water rescue and extrication, the amount of tools on the truck, thermal imaging cam, all this, there's all this stuff, all these tools to solve all these new problems that they can find. But you go back 25 years and they're like, Oh yeah, well, we, you know, it was, it was a different story back then. And, you know, they're, they're not, running on these just chronically ill people that are using 911 as their primary care provider. They don't have to check off. Like, so every morning we, we pull out every single piece of equipment on our truck and check it. So like, that's what you do when you come on shift. And that sounds awful. Yeah. It's not that bad if you, if it's just like you work on an engine, but, but I was on a ladder and then we had a separate truck called a ladder tender. So we didn't put miles on the bit, the, multi-million dollar truck i don't know whose idea that was but some fire truck manufacturers convinced departments to do it so we had two trucks worth of shit um you know it's like it just stuff like that like when i mean do you think your chiefs had to deal with the social implications of being filmed of of constantly being under scrutiny not that not that that's saying it's a good or a bad thing i'm just saying that like Every single interaction you go on, you're probably thinking, am I going to go to, am I going to get fired? Am I going to go to jail over making one little oopsie? 
they, not, they never had to deal with that. You know, I almost actually, because I was going to go on a rant, and I'll just do it now, because I, I was thinking about, I haven't used my YouTube channel in a while, and I thought about going on a little rant because I was thinking about this. That's one thing about being a cop right now is that's something you may not sign up for. And I think you could make an argument definitely for it against as far as quote unquote accountability as being a cop. But are there jobs out there where you're recorded? Yes. I'm not saying that like you work at a bank. Fuck. Yeah. You got a fucking camera on you all day. My assumption right. is they're not going to look at that unless money's missing. Right. All day I mean, long. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I'd love for people had I actually almost put up a poll today because I was kind of curious if 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 maybe I wasn't thinking of anything. But yeah, if you work in fast food, there's cameras there to make sure you're not stealing or spitting in the burgers or whatever. There's cameras everywhere, quote unquote. But as far as like the police job goes, that job, that camera, they say it's there for evidence. They it, That's there to watch you. OK, that's what it's for. Mm. And that's fine. But when you take in the stress of that, it's. I don't want that. You know, I'm on fucking camera all goddamn day. My boss can look at it anytime he wants. You know, it. I think it puts this unintended pressure on people to maybe act in unnatural way. And we, we talk all about humanizing the badge. We want humans as, as cops, but there's no margin for error, which is that's clearly not human. And who wants to be recorded all day long? It's, 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 I don't know. It's not fun. It, not that being a cop should, yeah, it should be. Fuck you guys. It should be a fun job. But, it, you know, if you're signing up to just have fun, then you're probably going to be sorely disappointed. But I guess the, the roundabout point I'm trying to make is I could see a lot of people being like, you know what? I really want to be a cop. I really want to help people. But I have stage fright. I don't want to be on a fucking camera all day. I, I, it makes me anxious or whatever, which, you know, it sounds kind of stupid anyway, but does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think police have shot themselves in the own foot in their own foot with what they've done with like the hiring, like to how they hire and what they're asking people to do is, is the people that, in my opinion, the people that are going to be really good cops are going to, you know, excel through the ranks, go to some specialty thing and, and probably finish their career there. A lot of people that would make great cops will probably be over the job very quickly. I don't know what the, I don't know what the churn looks like where you guys are at, but it's probably the same everywhere. You know, yeah, people I, leaving I public just... safety jobs after five years was unheard of not long ago. And now it's pretty commonplace. And I think the pace, you know, pay rates have gone up quite a bit, but, Look how expensive everything is. I mean, I mean, you know, you can speak to it, the area of the country you're in. It's a growing area. I'm sure houses are ridiculously expensive now. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy I bought like three years ago, but we have like yeah. some of the highest inflation in the country. Yeah. Phoenix PD starting. They're giving huge bonuses. I, I don't know what they're starting guys at. Maybe 70 or something, but. So I, I know agencies in Colorado, the metro area are playing like 90,000 a year, which Holy shit, that sounds like a lot of money. It does. But then you play into to live anywhere in Denver in that area now, you're looking at close to half a million dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're giving seventy five hundred dollars sign on bonuses. You start at sixty eight K and you max out at one oh five. I don't know how long it takes to do that. 
well, it's not, I, I mean, it's five's not bad, but I mean, is the housing market in that area about the same? In Phoenix? <laughs> What's it like? Oh yeah, in Phoenix, it's it's bonkers, man. I mean, we we bought our house for like three seventy. We could sell it now for like five sixty, five seventy, probably maybe more. I don't know. Who can? I mean, that's a white collar guy or a blue collar guy, which you know, yeah. I consider cops and firefighters pretty blue collar. How can you fucking afford that? On even even at ninety thousand, okay, a hundred thousand a year, okay, that's six times your salary. Where, you know, let's let's just say in the seventies, you could probably buy a house for like fucking fifty grand. Yeah, yeah, you're making like twenty five a year, uh, but your house is fifty, sixty grand. Now it's it's multiplied so much. I just what what guys out here are doing is like it's. So I live uh, I live kind of in one of the more popular parts of the city, if you will. Uh, I'm kind of by Arizona state. So it's, you know, we, we bought the house at like, we timed it right. We got lucky. Uh, my wife has, has a really good job. I have, you know, I've always had like side projects going on that we're kind of making a little bit of money. Um, but most guys, you know, they get married wife's maybe making 50 to a 80 K a year, right? Maybe she's a nurse or something. Um, the guy's making maybe 60, 70 K with overtime. If he's not killing himself. So they can't afford to like live in the city. So there's like all these, like that's what a lot of the suburb growth is, has caused. So people just kind of moving further and further, further out. Like there's like this outer ring in Phoenix where like people commute in. Like it's, I tell everybody it's turning into Las Vegas or uh, Los Angeles, just with how much, just how big it's growing and how far people are having to commute, especially in like the public safety side of things. Yeah, I would say a lot of people like if you wanted to wear, live somewhere halfway decent, at least you know my agency. You're out in the fucking country, and it could be an yeah. hour commute. It could be a fucking hour drive to work. Yeah, so depending on your schedule, I mean, you might only be driving in five to ten times a month. So like there, there's guys. So my department, we're on a forty-eight ninety-six, so we're on shift for forty hours straight, and we're off for four days. So we had guys that lived in like different parts of the state like Northern Arizona, or they live like by the California border and they're commuting three hours one way, but they only have to make that drive five times a month. But when you're working four tens, it's kind of can't really do that. No, here's what's weird to me about Phoenix though. People keep moving there. Do you guys even have fucking water at this point? Yeah. For now, Where do you get the water from. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it ain't gonna be there for too much longer. It's a fuck. Some cities get their water, like some cities sit over, you know, their own little reservoirs, and some cities are kind of fed off uh, this huge canal system based off the of rivers or something. I now that I talk out loud, I realize how uninformed I am about where my water comes from. But I do know that that's why I want to get the fuck out of here, <laughs> move up to Idaho, drill a well, and just kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. Hi, Ahsoka. Nice of you to join us. I'd come later. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Ahsoka, I know you've been waiting a long time to ask a firefighter a question. Here's your chance. Um, so I don't have you asked him any questions yet because I don't want to repeat anything. No, I think I, I think she should. Re I think you go and come in blind. Yeah, just come in blind. That's that's what she said. But <laughs> um. So has anyone ever asked you um, if you're the top or the bottom at the firehouse? Yeah, so I'm I'm more of like a power switch. Like I'm an aggressive bottom, but I also like really fucking dudes hard. Why are you gay? That's kind of what I expected. 
not yeah, it's a it's a team it's a team effort you got to give and you got to take yeah that's fair i hate to even float this idea on mm-hmm. the podcast but i'd be super curious and the only reason i say i hate to float it because i i think like that's the one thing we have as cops right the firefighters have great days off um they can sleep at work they can eat at work they have all of this um now i have to be honest on paper, sure. On paper, it sounds great, right? And then you guys, but you guys do have one major competitor. Do you know who that is? Who? The fucking rain. Wait. <laughs> Wait for it. I'm good at my job. Hold on. It's going to happen. <laughs> poorly That's made. So wrong. It is poorly made, but it'll sound awesome when I edit it. <laughs> That's what she said. Wow, I got so distracted by finding the drums, I forgot what my next question was. <laughs> but the gay thing, not that there's anything wrong with being gay. Ever just stop. We can make jokes, okay? I love I love I love gay people. Okay? I just said it. I love you guys. But that's like the one thing the cops have, right? Is like the gay jokes or like the Yeah, like that's the jokes. that's the default. Like that's the default of like, oh you're a like, what are you gay? <laughs> like like you could do so much better than that. Like you're doing great sport, but like you can dig deeper. You can like, come on, like really, really go dark. You know, I, I wanted to get into this a little bit later and we'll hit it a little bit later too, but what's the best insult you think you've ever gotten by a, a cop? Do you have anything that stands out? Uh, none of the cops out here were ever smart enough to get me with zingers. I, I was ah. always a little, t- <laughs> I, was, I was always quick firing them off. Oh man! Um, you had time to, to fucking think. Think, think about it. You can, oh like, yeah, well, because because there's well, there's four of us in a truck and we could bounce shit off and like, oh, if this guy does this or if he says this, like, oh yeah, yeah, like you got four dudes that could probably write comedy on most fire trucks, right? Most well, most firefighters are comedians to you some could degree. Be falling asleep on your fucking lazy boy and be like, oh wait, 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 I got that zinger and write it down on your notes. Be ready for it. And we're out there, you know, making sure the scene is safe before you can even get there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, do you have an officer you would like to like submit for officer of the podcast? Because I know every firefighter has to have their hero. So do you have one? And a, that hero would be a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. No, I got nothing. Oh, that's rough. I I mean, well, here's my thing. Like the world I came from, if you couldn't find a patient, we just made patients. You know, like that's as a combat <laughs> medic, like we could do both. And they just, I guess people are uncomfortable with that in the civilian side. I was actually, you know what I was going to do actually was going to do our uh, officer of the podcast. We'll do that in one second while I'm thinking of it. How come you guys can kidnap people? So that shit drives me insane. Um, Are you talking about like doing it legitimately or people just saying like, no, I know better than you. You're going to the hospital and like actually kidnapping people that i mean like you'd see that all the time where you know you'd have somebody like i don't want to go to the hospital they're like nope and i i know in colorado they they probably could i mean colorado if you could articulate that they were um green yeah yeah yeah. Um, like you can articulate there's a term for it like a 5150 or there's some there's some term for it in some states 5150 baker act yeah ours yeah yeah that's um like gravely disabled which I got to be honest, man. You could fucking take every bum off the street and be able to articulate that they're you know, <laughs> gravely disabled. But that's an argument I mean, for another day. But probably put the average American in there, right? 
So, um, yeah, I just always found that interesting because, you know, if we didn't have anything, if we didn't have probable cause, we're like, or all right, well, I guess we're just going to have to take care of this later, where you guys seem like you have actually more means that felt like to just fucking snatch people up and take them. I think from a, an outsider's perspective, yes. But um, so we would often get called for like check PD or assist PD. And it's a, like a, a cop who's like, I don't know what to do with this person. And like, well, they're not, you know, there's no reason that we can take them against their will. And so it's like, hey, like, and that's why we always make these jokes about like cops saying like, oh, you either go to the jail, you're either going to the hospital or you're going to jail. And we're like, well, if you come with us, we can just let you go. So like, we're not, we can't take you against your will. So, you know, we're just going to have you sign a refusal. Can I tell you what that is, though? I'll tell you exactly what that is. That is cops worried about the liability. And so, of course, if somebody complains about something or if they're even on the fence, it'd be like, well, if a firefighter comes out who's technically a medical person and says they're good to go, then I can go do whatever and not have to fucking worry about it. It's almost right. like it got to the point, too, where especially during uh, we're going to call COVID baloney, by the way, because that way it doesn't get the label on my yeah. podcast during baloney time. You would get you couldn't take anybody to jail without a clearance. Um, and even before that, so it was just horrible trying to get people. So you would try to just like articulate it that the fire department cleared them, that kind of shit. So you right. have to fucking take them to the jail and sit there for hours. So like zoom out with, and, and so think about this, right? Somebody calls 911 because they sneezed and it felt weird. And if 911 tells them that it's, that's silly and that person dies, they get sued. So they send the fire department. So we go to that. We go to everybody with chest pain. We go to every, like, you start looking at like, at, at, ultimately, any city is terrified of liability, right? And what it boils down to is, again, from our perspective, was, well, send the fire department. Like people, like rattlesnakes in someone's front yard, they call us. They lock their keys in the car. The car's not running. There's no kid or pet in the car. They call us, right? Wait, so wait, like wait, the wait, same rattlesnakes. They would call oh, yeah. you for a rattles. The fire department or the cops? Yeah, both. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. You know, cops are, you look at like the, the scope of duties that a cop has, right? Like you have to act as marriage counselors and insurance exam. Like you, have, you guys have so much bullshit you got to deal with. And it's the same thing on our side of like the cities are finding more things to make us responsible for or put on our plate of problems that we solve. And we are professional problem solvers. And we drive around in a million dollar toolbox. And we like to solve these problems. But so like the amount of times... And it was generally the same. And I hate to say this. It was generally like we knew when we pulled up on scene, depending on which cop it was, if we were in an area that we normally worked. Um, some cops were like, this is going to be something fucking insane and legit because this guy never calls us for silly shit. And if it was another officer, we'd be like, oh, we already know what it's going to be. Right. Some guy's getting arrested. They ask if you have a medical history. He says, I have high cholesterol. And so he's like, oh, shit. And he calls fire. <laughs> and so three, so three a.m. we get kicked out to an assist assist PD to come find a guy who's, you know, have a his, has a history of high cholesterol. It looks like he was killed by a crow or something. That was not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what that was from. I was looking for a, like a good caca. That was, that was better. Something noise that we decided on, or no? I I didn't download it, so I don't know where it went. Damn. Like the long fart. I had a long fart in a podcast, and I lost <laughs> it. I can't find it.
That's tragic. I didn't think so. Boo. That's the Wizard of Oz, in case anybody's playing at home. All right, I'll stop. No, I won't. I won't stop. But continue on. Or was that it? Did I just ruin everything? I guess I guess the initial question was like uh gripes about administration or I don't even know. How about we do I don't the know officer of the po- you, let's do off to the podcast and we'll keep Yeah, I, w- I I know some amazing cops that I would love to name, but that'll out me, so I can't. Okay. Well, I'm just going to take you for your word that they're amazing and you don't want to actually support them. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I get it. I know that. <laughs> All right. So this one's really fucking cool. Um, guy wrote in, I shouldn't do these when I'm drunk. I should do these early in the podcast when I can actually read. But so basically, this guy is an FTO and he gets people into his car. About two and a half years ago, an old man shows up assigned to him, 60 years old. They call him Papa. He was annoyed initially when this guy showed up in his car, but he knew he had some prior on and off law enforcement experience. Papa hopped in his patrol car with a couple packs of Marlboro lights and a big ass jug of crystal light and a smile on his face. And the first thing out of his mouth was, so you want to go fuck some shit up? The next two and a half plus years were some of the most fun law enforcement experiences for me. We are not a two-man riding agency unless an FTO with a trainee, but this man was a reserve, and he came with me. Papa didn't get a paid a dime for his time and ended up coming to work and ended up being more reliable than any of the other deputies. Goes on to talk about you know kicking in doors, traffic stops, getting dope, all kinds of stuff with uh, Pop-Pop, getting in vehicle pursuits. Um, his effort was always unwavering, and compassion he had for people on their worst days was admirable. And the situations he talked himself into were insane he backed me up in every fight and was always the first one in every situation i have so many stories and memories uh that i'll take to my grave recently he retired uh life was catching up with him a little bit and him retiring felt like an end of an era in my career he loved to smash the shit out of my air horn while running priority one calls so i relabeled the button papa's button no new trainees are allowed to press it he made a difference in the law enforcement officer and the person I am today. So I nominate Papa for officer of the podcast. Papa, you deserve a round of applause. Or don't fucking applause. I'll do it. That wasn't hand stopping. That was the firehouse getting busy. That was. <laughs> I'm going to have to heavily edit that because I fucked that all up. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't read when my eyes are moving. Oh, man, I don't even have my uh, PBT down here. Oops. Anyway, um, and then the other person I wanted to nominate is uh, I'm I'm doing this nomination. As you guys know, uh, and I'm at the point of this podcast, I'm not sure if they'll still be up, but they might be. Uh, this is the first year I've done a pink patch. So there's a PM PM pink patch for sale through Ghost Patch. They, you know, those dudes are awesome. They've been on the podcast. You know, they do all the patches and. I think as this podcast comes out, we'll have some other stuff going too, but we wanted to actually do something good. And so, you know, as October came up, it's a breast cancer awareness and all that good stuff. So we thought, you know what, let's do something cool. And we had people write in and nominate an officer battling through breast cancer. And the officer that won was officer Turner. And it's like a tragic end. Like, I don't know the best word to use it, but it's, it's crazy how strong she is. Like I, I fucking complain about like the slightest inconvenience and here she is. Um, she was pregnant. 
found out she had cancer, had a mastectomy. All the stuff gives birth to a beautiful, healthy kiddo. She's still going to chemo, doing all this stuff to, uh, you know, be there for her kiddo. And uh, I thought she deserved the nomination. So I'm going to send her out a patch. And then if you guys want to support her, buy Pink Patch. And then I have some post stuff that have actual like links to like her, you know, her accounts and stuff. You want to throw her a couple bucks because, you know, battling cancer, missing work and stuff like that is tough. So she also deserves a round of applause. Yeah, that's that's insane. You know, it's one of those things I think all of us are kind of guilty of is I know I really I'm fucking super guilty of it is I I think things are shit. Actually, Matt, you called me out of my shit today, too. But and then it's like, well, you don't actually know how fucking good you have it, dick bag. So um, <laughs> that wasn't intentional. No, I need I it, needed that. I needed It that. was like the grass. Yeah, yeah, the grass is always greener, dude. It is. Yeah. You know, so like it's it's so easy to get pissed. You hit a red light, like you're pissed about the one red light, even though you hit like seven greens. But I don't know anybody that's ever like, oh fuck yeah, I hit another green light. The only uh, response is when it's a negative one. I mean, I suppose if you're married and you don't want to go home, a red lights are probably good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's exactly that, and we're all guilty of it. And I think, you know, I I used to say a lot of fucking weird shit on this podcast, but if there's anything, I hope hopefully help somebody down the line somewhere one of the millions is fuck it could always be worse and having a fucking positive attitude about shit makes things so much better and uh yeah. are you are you guys familiar with the term asshole oh yeah okay yeah. so i i am an asshole but i think there's like an alternate version of that where it's um you know you you offer advice but maybe you don't actually always follow it all the time a uh advice hole how about that? Does that make sense? So um, don't be me. Have positive attitude. Fucking be grateful for the shit you have. Anyway, on to happier subjects. Matt, I have a question for you. Yes. Ah, oh, it's not pulled up. Thank God for editing. You know what? How many times can I play Why Are, Why Are You Gay in a podcast? I actually, at least one more. At least one more. I was told I shouldn't do it, but uh, I believe that... You guys have a sense of humor, so. Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, when I was, as a kid, I was like, well, I either want to be a firefighter or a cop. And I just, I don't like beating my wife that much. So I was like, I'll go the firefighter route. <laughs> you fired back, finally. <laughs> I got to be honest, man. Some of the uh, cop hating memes are some of the funniest fucking shit. If they're, um, if they're smart, you know, if they're lazy. Then oh, like, it's so ah. it's it's yeah, like the low hanging fruit humor, like yeah, just, like, just I mean, do better every once in a while. Know? Like, there's I feel bad for the poor dude, but there's a meme that I've probably seen for the last ten years where it's just some poor cop like laughing, and it's like laughs and forty percent spousal abuse <laughs> rate or something like that. It's like, dude, okay, it was funny the first time I saw it, but you you guys got to come up with some new material. Um, yeah like diversify you know like you got diversify yeah. your investments diversify your memes diversify yeah. your jokes diversify your hate okay yeah i mean you we got we got a lot of flack <laughs> do you remember when that uh in florida i can't remember what police department but obviously it's florida um some dudes like held up a jewelry store or something and they took a ups driver hostage and the chase came to an end 
and the cops oh, like took cover man. behind occupied civilian vehicles and just lit <laughs> just lit the UPS truck up. And so we we made up we made a meme about it. Um and we try to keep our like insulting law enforcement like if we're gonna you know do a do a, a shot at law enforcement, like we try to keep it like the low-hanging fruit again, like I'm saying. It's just not it's too easy. So we made a meme about that one and people just lost their fucking marbles, man. And so I am a big believer in doubling down. And so I made another one. I'll, I'll send it to you. Cause it's too, it's, I don't want to ruin it by explaining it, but I think we lost like a couple thousand people over that one. People like that and the Kobe Bryant memes, people, people know lost their funny, shit. Though. So let's talk about that one because that actually was quite a bit of controversy on my my young page at the time mm-hmm. is the UPS thing because people like I made the point with that they're like well they were ducking behind occupied police cars and I'm like they were getting shot out how much fucking thought do you think was going behind that like oh shit I'm getting shot at I'm gonna fucking duck you know what I mean in a perfect world I think yeah obviously you don't want to put civilians at risk but i mean i think you have to actually think realistically too like dude these aren't like combat train like you know whoever like they're on this fucking crazy pursuit all of a sudden they're taking on rounds like was that whole thing kind of a clusterfuck yeah it was but i i don't know i just kind of get weird about that shit where i'm like if there's something to be mad about or angry about or to fix i'm good with that but like you have to have that kind of that realistic realistic expectation of that like i know in my mind if I was getting shot at, I wouldn't purposely do that. But if I'm getting shot at, you kind of go fight or flight, right? Where, oh shit, I need to survive this. So I'm going to, you know, duck behind this engine block. And you're not maybe logically thinking as if, as someone that's on the internet. Is that fair? Or am I off base with that? Yeah, it's fair. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, it's super easy to look back once you know all the facts about something and say, Oh, we probably should have done it that way. Like, yeah, we all should have bought Bitcoin at a dollar, you know, uh, um, hurts my soul. But like that, I just, I had a pretty unpopular, you know, my personal opinion about that was, was kind of unpopular, but I, like, I've never been a cop. I've been in combat. I, I've done that side of things. I've, I've been, you know, in places where there's people you're not supposed to shoot and there's people you're supposed to shoot. Um, I, I think it's like to to blame. It's kind of really hard to blame anybody for that. I think, well, except for the robbers, we could blame that. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, blame the criminals, but um, you know, I saw all sorts of crazy comments and and people suggesting, oh well, may, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been active as actively pursuing them with marked units. Maybe they could have followed them with unmarks and a helicopter. Like, yeah, sure, that that could have been a that, maybe that would have changed it, but. You know, it happened. So um, I think people taking cover behind civil. I, it's like there's firefighters that have like stayed outside of buildings as they burn down to take selfies and shit. Like, you know, there, there's going to be people that, that don't do the job. I don't know if you want to call it the right way, but I don't I don't think every single cop on that incident was looking for a civilian car full of people to take cover behind. I don't think they were actively making that decision. It's just, is it a training issue? Is it a hiring issue? Is it a culture issue? I, I don't know. I think it's a, I, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because I lost yeah, a lot sure. of people too for first kind of, I wouldn't say, 
you know what? I'll just say it. I was kind of sticking up. Like, let's look at this logically. What's interesting, though, is that hit the news and it was a big thing for like two or three days. And I never saw an after action report on it. And that was what, two, three years ago now, right? It was a while. That was a long time ago. There was, I, I guess it just kind of went away until now. I kind of almost forgot about it. But, you know, it was, I felt like I was kind of like talking to a brick wall where people are, you know, those are no brothers of mine. And I'm like, Think logically for one fucking second. You're on a highway. All this crazy shit's going on. You're taking on rounds. I mean, I this was an argument I made is, okay, so let's let's say you're like, oh, shit, that's a civilian car. I don't want I, – I get there at some point there has to be like a log- – like maybe you do have to make that sacrifice play kind of thing. But if these dudes are, you know, spraying rounds at everything around, if you just – fucking put yourself in the line of fire because you don't want to go behind an engine block. That's maybe not going to stop people from shooting at the people in the car anyway, kind of thing. It's, it's a fucking shit show. And I just, it's really easy to sit back and like Monday morning quarterback that, but that's like a once in a lifetime fucking call. You know what I mean? And I think we just, again, going back to what I was saying before is like this, there's no margin for error in law enforcement and people are like, well, yeah, there shouldn't be. Well, you're not being realistic. There's mistakes are going to be made. And sometimes these crazy things are going to happen. Like, sure. You know, like if that car didn't get stopped or that speaking of red lights, if the, you know, it was a red light where that all went down, I think um, things could have gone way different. And I'm not, yeah. In a perfect world, do you get behind a car with civilians in it? Fuck. No, you don't. But I, I just, I don't think any of it was intentional. I think it was just like, holy shit, I'm getting shot at. And like the human like yeah. brain starts working like, oh, well, I don't want to die. And yeah, well, here, you can't I, I mean, help my, anybody uh, if you're dead too. But go ahead and share your I thoughts. Never, my, the question I never heard asked, or may, I'm sure maybe it was asked, is like, how much of that department's training is focused on marksmanship training? And how much of their training is classroom-based liability? We have to teach you this, so we say we taught you that, so we can't get sued. I mean, so I feel like a lot of a lot of police departments don't really have a big training budget for marksmanship and ammo and range time and all that because that costs money. Yeah, I um, everybody else feel free to hop in too because I get kind of heated on this one, but I think you're. I'll, I'll agree with that a hundred percent. Like I've seen it where you know they'll put on this like anti bias training or bias awareness training, and it's like a four hour block. And then when you get to arrest control, it's a half hour. In the yeah. scheme of things, what's fucking more important? An officer proficient in arrest control or anti-bias, you know, crazy bullshit that is like way overboard, right? Uh, it's I will give you that. And as far as like the marksmanship goes, I know a lot of agencies, it's just like, all right, you go qualify twice a year. Yeah, bare that, minimum. That's bare minimum stuff. And that's that's a huge issue within you know, and then we get into like, well, we're going to defund the cops. And so there's even less money for training. And, you know, I know some years they're short ammo. I mean, I worked for a pretty good agency where they were like, Hey, you want to go shoot, go fucking shoot. But sometimes they didn't have fucking ammo. And they're like, Hey, sorry, you can't go shoot. We don't have any ammo unless you go buy your own. So it's a huge fucking problem, but it's like, it's really easy at that moment to, again, like what was the buildup to what happened there is, you know, yeah, the reason that happened wasn't to... because that incident. It was there's probably years and years and years of different little things and policy changes and training budgets being cut and priorities being mis you know misaligned or the the priority being not the right thing. Like that that wasn't 
Have you heard like the Swiss cheese model of like chaos or failure or whatever? It's like, yeah. it's rarely one single, like you take a bunch of slices of Swiss cheese and you line them all up. And every so often you could put a stick all the way through, like all the holes will line up just right. Like you look at every big major fuck up, at least on the fire side, right? Like, a, you know, something really goes wrong. It's never generally one thing. It's 15 or 20 different little tiny factors that on their own are insignificant. But when they all line up just right, some tragedy happens. Scotch, I feel like you've been awful quiet. Do you have any questions for Matt before I get into some Instagram stuff? No, you've been doing a good job. I've just been enjoying listening to you guys. So what you're saying is I don't actually need a co-host. No, you need a co-host. <laughs> I'm okay. monitoring from a distance. Okay, you're like a like a he's managing supervisor. Yeah, you're managing, making sure I'm staying yeah. in my assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I think there'll be some people that'll fight you for it. Who, what do you think? What do you think, Ahsoka? Who's the assistant to the regional manager? Oh, it's Scott for sure. Hell yeah. All right. There it is. That's his official title now as assistant to the regional manager. I think Tobias would be upset about that, though, if we're being honest. What's Tobias? Is, is he here? Is he awake? Is he alive? something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all asking some hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Yeah, it, there's there's a backstory on that. Um, all right. Well, while you're scrolling, I asked um, Instagram for their best firefighter insult, and uh-huh. so if there's any good ones, we'll uh, we'll decide if they deserve a patch or not. Okay. Yeah. Um, some guy says it seems counterintuitive. Oh wait, no, no, no. That's the back end of the question. Sorry, it's a two parter. <laughs> I hate how Instagram breaks up the like you can only have so much of a response. I know to like I a Q and A. Yeah, his whole thing's it's it's not gonna fit. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, I found Disney? a way. All right. Okay. Why are firefighters all about chili, but when but they're also all about butt sex with each other? Sounds counter- see that again. <laughs> that, that <laughs> I can appreciate the the chili joke. But it, again, it comes back to like firefighters are gay, which yes, we are. That's all we got, dude. That's all we have. All right. Yeah, you can do better. Like the, that's good. There, there's some depth to that one. I like. I do like that one. Okay, so we we think of does it deserve a patch though? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm no. gonna put the ball in your. Well, that's that's yeah. the ball. I mean, what are we comparing your, it against? Well, you just decide if it's good or not. I'm putting the ball in your court since you're a firefighter. Okay. So if you feel insulted and you think it's funny. They'll win a patch, is it, okay? So so is it like one, you only have one patch to give out or you give out patches to the good ones? Like I'll what's my quantity out, I, here? I have like 300 patches, so. Oh, okay, um, cool. I, I, yeah, I'd I, say I'd I, say give them one. I'd say give them one. That's that's funny. But but don't get too, don't get too crazy though because that's a lot of <laughs> postage, all right? Like some, <laughs> yeah. but not a ton, all right? I'm not making, you know, the big bucks yet, all right? All right it has so, to actually be funny. Okay, so he said he gets a patch. I'm not. Oh, I can't say that term. I almost did. Um, <laughs> oh. Ooh, ooh, that was close. You get a patch, but the uh, you have to... Oh, that's going to be hard to keep track of. Whatever, we'll figure it out. You win a patch, but you have to message me that I read it, okay? The next one is, glad you could wake up to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Is that one a patch? Yeah. 
Okay, that is a no. I think it uh, is a no. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just I just sent you the second part that we did, which was my doubling down of I'm sending you the original meme right now. Can you okay. share it with the class, Lenny? I will. Oh bro. So wait wait for the picture to load and then watch the video. Oh I'm watching oh. the video. Oh watch the video second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll let you distribute those that meme as you see fit. Oh boy. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, we only made the video because we wanted to double down because we had such a reaction to the, the picture. And then it was a few weeks later, the whole Kobe thing happened. What Kobe thing? Kobe Bryant died. Wait. Kobe Bryant died, like, really that long ago? Yeah, January 2020. That incident happened December 2019. This is probably why I unfollowed you. I'm going <laughs> to... It's amazing how fast like, time goes by when you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I could well, that's why we posted it. Like, so the Kobe Bryant one, people were just going bonkers. And I didn't even mention, I didn't even say his name. I didn't say anything alluding to it. What was the Kobe Bryant one? I posted I'll, a picture I'll... of a, a kid wearing clown makeup. And the caption was, how you look crying about a dead multimillionaire who never once met you, thought of you, or gave a fuck about you. That was it. <laughs> I like that one. And four hundred comments later, <laughs> we didn't even say the guy's name. You know, I don't know. I we might... were like the the entire intention of that was like to get a reaction out of people. Like, and yeah, it's 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 a it's a cheap shot. It's below the belt, you know. But I we made it. I'm not gonna, you know, lie about what what was whatever. Like, oh yeah. Absolutely immature, absolutely inappropriate. That's our humor, though. You know, I guess here's the thing: is at the time I would have been like, "Come on, man!" Like, it's too soon. But now it's like two years later. I'm like, "That's kind of funny." Yeah, you know, it's so like because of the uh, circumstance like that, I kind of feel bad for those dudes because, like, yeah, like should civilians be getting shot in that kind of situation? No. I don't know if they knew that the UPS guy was still in the truck. Did I, that was so long ago. I don't remember the details. That's that's why I wanted to. Okay, yeah, it shit. came to a stop. Yeah, the truck became boxed in, and then yeah, police took cover behind cars containing bystanders. Later, claimed suspects opened fire first. However, while the lawyer representing the two innocent victims of the shooting cites witness testimony that police shot first. But yeah, there's there's like no AAR that came out that I can find. As far as the meme goes. It's like now looking at it, it's like, okay, it's kind of funny kind of thing because like time has passed, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the time, you know, the, you know, the bodies are still warm, you know? But, uh, oh, yeah. Of, it's just <laughs> hard too because it's like one of those things like, you know, those guys didn't intend for that to happen. It was like a big fucked up mistake and it's kind of like adding salt to the wound kind of thing, which we're yeah. all guilty of too, right? Like I fucking make fun of cops all the time. I mean, like I make fun of cops, I think more than a cabers make fun of cops, you know? And that's like my whole. Oh yeah, because some of the people, some of the cops I know, like they they are ruthless. And it's like it's part of like the humor. I just I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. But I mean, it's, it's funny. But um, it's a. I mean, humor and like dark humor, especially, is a great coping mechanism because the the, the alternative is accepting 
the horrific reality that life is. What? You mean life's a horrific reality? I thought we were being positive and being thankful for the shit we have, dick face. Oh, we are. I'm absolutely I'm absolutely happy and positive and thankful and appreciative. You sound like it. But to look at like to look at that situation, you're like, this is fucking horrible. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's fucking bad. Okay. This is horrible. Let's go make a meme about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, one honestly, like one of my favorite memes I ever made, but I never put out um I put out like a what was it? It was like or I didn't I made this meme, it was like perfect. I I wish I never deleted it because it was so good. But anyway, so I it was like the picture was like some kid at a science fair or something, and it was like a body with a head cut off and there was blood coming out of it, like fake blood. Yeah. And the yeah. caption uh, the caption I made was and the kid's like, you know, has a thumbs up next to it. And the caption I made was, you know, uh the LA Sheriff's Department deputies posing with Kobe's body or something. Oh my God. <laughs> and I thought better of it. I was like, no. Was that is- was that before or after the whole scandal about like guys taking pictures came out? It was right as it came out. Like it oh, okay. was all- because me, I'm like, that's fucking stupid, dude. Like why are you fucking doing that? Like, if you have those type of photos, why are you fucking just showing them to people, you dumb shit? Like, show some fucking restraint, dummy. We we talked on it in another podcast, but I I it's tough, right? Where I don't think anybody really cares about like the the how to be a meme lord one oh one kind of thing, but sometimes it's like, all right, this is good, but it's like ah, is it like you know, I, I'm a believer it's all funny or it's none of it's funny. Part yeah. of the reason I didn't put it out was like, well, because of how quote unquote graphic it was, even though it's fake, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram could take it down. But I was like, I don't know. Is that the humor I want to do today kind of thing? And I just, for whatever reason, I didn't put it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not shitting on you for the one you did. It's just, I think for, at least for law enforcement, man, like even then, like we get shit on so often it like, it kind of like stings a little bit kind of thing, even though we had nothing to do with it. And like, you could kind of see yourself like being in a terrible situation where a terrible thing fucking happens and it wasn't on purpose and it was an accident. And yeah. And, get, and we make fun of those gonna... and we, and we do that too. Like that's the the rule we, we started, we made from the start was like either we can make fun of everything and everyone or we can't. But what's the line in the sand though? Is there, is there even a line? I don't know if you can have a line when it comes to humor because, like, r- the absurdity of reality. Like, wh- I don't know. we don't make I, like we don't we don't make fun of like line of duty deaths or, or uh, you know on the job injuries or anything like that. Like, we would we definitely don't go into that territory. But I mean, we we make fun of firefighters that fuck up intentionally or unintentionally, the same way we do with paramedics and dispatchers and law enforcement and doctors, and nurses. This is totally not a way like even something i thought this podcast would go in this direction but i think it's an interesting topic it, it may be something we can all talk through because i i think about this sometimes because i i'd like to think i'm helping in some way i'm maybe i am maybe i'm not but you know you see some things and you're like for like as far as law enforcement goes and i'm sure the fire side's the same way there's so much shit to make memes about right it yeah. just it, it it's like a never it's like you know, it's the greatest show on earth, right? There's just never ending material to make memes. And 
when it comes to like high profile stuff, like I didn't make fucking memes about the the thing in Texas, the school shooting, because a bunch of kids died and yeah. I just I think there's kind of that line in the sand. Like I just don't think I want to go that direction. Was there yeah, I don't, quote unquote? I don't think we. I don't think we did anything about that. And it's like you know this. It's tough because I think you make a valid point. Like it's you know the absurdity of it all, but it's like where where do we draw that line of like eh, maybe this is one we don't do. And then as far as like, I'll just throw it out there. As far as like. I, I just complained about, you know, you're basically on display 24-7 as a cop, like you don't get a break. But now, not only do you not get like a break from the public, but now if you do something on body camera, which if anybody's can raise their hand, say they've never done anything embarrassing in their life, nobody's done anything embarrassing at work, you're a fucking liar. You're a yeah. fucking damn liar. But now you have to add to it too that, your quote unquote brothers and sisters are going to dogpile all you want dogpile on that too, which that's like a moral debate I frequently have. Cause I'm like, yeah, they fucked up and this is something funny to make a meme about, but I fucked up. I fucked up before. And you know, I don't know. I, I mean, there's been a lot of things, right. Where there's just like a mistake that a cop has made. And it's like, well, I guess there's mistakes of the mind and mistakes of the brain, the the heart, you know, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, like, at, at what level are you? I guess so. I don't keep rambling because I've been drinking a little bit. But at what point are you dogpiling on somebody when you know you make the effort to try and make things better for law enforcement, but instead you're kind of just shitting on people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's is it better to have a list of things you're allowed to make fun of or or have humor about? Or is it better to have a, a list of things that you can't and everything else is fair game? That's fair. That's fair. But then I, I still kind of like, well, everything everything kind of is fair game. You know, like South Park did a great episode where, um, you know, everything's kind of funny thing. But, you know, Cartman was making fun of breast cancer. And at the end of the episode, the girls beat the shit out of Cartman, which I think kind of <laughs> proves a point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're going to fucking make fun of everything. But like, let's you know what I mean? There, there's like a line. I guess it's more of like a a philosophical question, I guess. And even beyond like meme meme lords, which I would say you guys are meme lords too. Um, it's weird to call myself a meme lord. That's a douche thing. But I think all of us can kind of look and say like, all right, am I helping this person or am I just fucking piling on? You know, like you have to learn from mistakes. Like the, the thing yeah. in Florida where they shot up the UPS thing, that's obviously that's something that every cop has to look at and learn from. But it, where where's the line of dogpiling? I guess. I guess yeah, I mean, it's it's with, in, a, in a big picture. Like, what are you doing a net good, or like, is does your page just exist to shit on people? Exactly. You know, so our, our whole thing is like, like I said in the beginning, like our bio used to say something about like eating ass on the first date, and as we grew, we're like, it's time to grow up, and we just our whole thing now is do good for others. So, like with the job board. You know, our whole mission is to show people like you qualify for jobs that pay substantially more for you to deal with a lot less bullshit. And, you know, here's how to get those jobs. Here's where to find them. Here's how to qualify. Here's how to do all this stuff. So, yeah, we use put like it's a giant funnel. Right. And we're just trying to educate people on like how to build out your resume, how to not be, you know, how not to just go to work, 
do do what you need to do and come home and hate your job. Like here's some alternatives to 25 years for a garbage pension. But at the top of that funnel of like teaching people to read our articles or whatever, hey, you want to get hired by fire department, whatever. At the top of that funnel is lowbrow poop joke humor that will get shared to people. So like, at the, it, I mean, it's at the top of the, the top of the cake is shit, but the juicy, the juiciness is on the inside, but you got to cut through that. You got to cut through that bullshit first. You got to cut through the poop first. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Our two pages are a lot of things are the same, but they're kind of different too. And you know, the way they operate, but speaking of the job board thing, since we're talking about that, um, people that follow the page may have noticed that I've occasionally I'll post about this job board. There's law enforcement jobs on there too. I, I got a, I don't know, a little bit of pushback on that, but if, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I'm not like going to put a gun to your head and sign up for it or anything like that. But I think for a bunch of people, they're in a, you, you know, they're burnt out and they're in the right circumstances. Fucking a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a question for the three of you. Um, do you guys know what Leosa credentials are? I do. I do. What, what, what is Leosa credentials? No. So, uh, for the ones that do know, do you have a Leosa card? I don't because I left too soon. Okay. I do not. So, if you have a Leosa card, you could go work executive protection and make one hundred twenty to one hundred fifty thousand a year in New York, L.A., D.C., wherever. That that card is one of the only things that will let you carry a gun concealed or unconcealed in every single state and country. Um, so like I'm looking at the law enforcement job, right? The board right now, um, you know, there's a company in Calabasas, California, hundred K to 150 K a year. They want three years of experience, be physical, physically fit and have Leosa or HR 218, same thing, credentials. Where else can you get that without being a police officer? You can't. Some of these some of these companies will pay. They, it's like a weekend gig, right? So you're in West Virginia, you hop a flight to, you know, Chicago, DC, New York, wherever, and you work some deal paying you fifty to hundred bucks an hour for a few days. You fly back home, you got a couple grand from a from from a, a cert you just have sitting in your wallet, an experience that you already have on your resume. But it's a scam. I want to say we. <laughs> We call we call it something else, or maybe it used to be called something else similar to that, blepsis or some shit. Um, oh, buddy, that's sepsis. So you need to get that checked out. <laughs> I probably have that from all the kidney stones I've been fucking pushing out. <laughs> There's little red specks in my pee. That's normal, right? Great. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I want to say we. It's been called something else, and I didn't even know that it was um a thing until I just we, we were going we we're going to fly to Florida, and I was asking the airline just because I was curious if it was possible to carry on the plane. And it was, but they needed, I thought it was Lepsis is what they, is what, cause I called my supervisor who called up the chain and got this ID number, my whatever ID number. I'm pretty sure we called it Lepsis. And, and it was explained to me that it's basically a certification that lets you carry anywhere in the country, which I already knew that I could. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah. So I think that like carrying on a plane is, it's, there's a little, there's, there's some differences there. I know like 
border patrol guys and, and it, it, federal law enforcement can carry on a plane pretty easily. I think it's a little more paperwork for like local or state police to do that. It um, was, it was. And I, I think it, it depends airline to airline, some airlines, it's absolutely no. Um, yeah. And then with, I forget who we went with, but in, in that process, a requirement, their policy was like a, a brief meeting with the captain of the plane and he can deny you, you know, for no reason whatsoever. I, I didn't go through with it. It was just, I carried under the plane, but um, I just wanted another process. And it was actually pretty simple. Um, a couple of forms basically, but they needed that number, the Lepsis number or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, I think that I might figured, be a separate I, program. I figured out what it's called. Swimming, Salmon, Simmons, Swanson, Swanson, Swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah! It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. That was a great clip. Yeah. yeah but so, anyway... Um, if you're, like, a reserve police officer, you could qualify for it. If you're in the National Guard or reserves and you're an MP, you can... Like, there's ways you can get it. Like, it's a... It's a it's a great it's a great thing to have on your resume for this type of work. And you don't have to leave your you know full-time law enforcement job to do this stuff. Like you could you can do these short-term gigs, you know, couple days, weekend, couple weeks, whatever. But if you're a reserve National Guard, you know, part-time police officer, you could probably qualify to get the cert. Yeah. The, the job board's yeah. up there. It's in my uh, my little link tree on, you know, Facebook and Instagram, so you listen to this, you want to go check it out? I'll throw a link in the podcast description too. And that was one thing, you know, because people are like, well, I got to pay for it. Well, these are jobs you can't find anywhere else and people fucking get paid for a service. So welcome to America. I mean, yeah, well, we, we use some open source job boards or like, you know, Monster Indeed, stuff like that. And you can, you can look for these too. Um, but we also, we, there's probably about 150 different websites and companies that we look at every day or so. Um, we find the, the good ones we cut out all the you know mission our mission statement our company culture but like we just post where it's at what the pay is what the requirements are where to click to apply so we're not like we can consolidate a lot of time and effort for you and it's 13 13 59 a month and if you don't think it's worth it just shoot us an email and we'll refund your money and cancel your membership like we've we've never not refunded anybody um it's, we we always wanted to keep the price something that like wouldn't really be the end of the world, you know. And I, I don't foresee us ever raising the price. Um, it's as far as I know, it's the cheapest professional job board around that I can find. Um, and whether you're an EMT or a nurse or a cop or firefighter or whatever, uh, that one subscription gets you all the all the job boards, the training board. And if you don't like it, just let us know. We'll give you your money back. There it is. All right, we gotta we gotta power through these Instagram things and give away some patches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh like I said earlier, what we put on there was the best firefighter insults that they got is tell your mustache it can keep staging. <laughs> Do you have a mustache? No. Oh how just... many firefighters have a mustache? A good mustache or a mustache? A good, like good firefighter mm. mustache. I'd say maybe, yeah, there's not as many as there should be. I'll tell you that. 
Mm, Anytime I, I see a dude on Tinder that has a good mustache, I'm like, oh, he's firefighter. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. You'd find better ones on Grinder. Oh I, yeah. No. See, back to the gay joke. So I, I got a, I got a Grinder story for you. So there's a guy that what? Does, of course, I got do. a Grinder story for you. So there's a guy on our department who like makes knives out of metal. Like he melts down horseshoes and like hammers them into knives. He like lives out in the country. Not a tech guy, not a technology, not an app guy. And he was complaining about like how it's just, you know, there's not a lot of people that like do metalworking or blacksmithing. And I was like, oh, bro, like there's this great app for guys that like do metalwork <laughs> to, to find other guys to like do stuff with. It's called Grinders. He's like, oh, fuck y'all, check it out. And like 10 minutes later, he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Gay! Oh my God. Uh, this is a podcast we get canceled, folks. Um, see, we got more gay jokes. Uh, I heard you're a firefighter. I can slide down your pole. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not a gay joke. That's a uh, thirst. Nope, that's a dude. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send him a patch just for that. Yeah. So if you <laughs> read that, uh, you get a patch, buddy. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your reaction was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, what <laughs> Sim- okay, similar but different. What is the point of having more than one bed at a fire station? I I don't know. One California king, man. I I say we just build a fort out in the living room area, <laughs> and we just drag our mattresses into the fort. Is that one worthy of a patch? Sure. Yeah, we can get we can get one of that. Remember the postage cost. I'm just saying. Postage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you win a patch. You got to send me a message. The fire like beyond like, beyond beyond the gay ones and the staging ones, like what do you got? Okay, let's let's see what I got here. Nothing. Um, there's top or bottom. I got that one. <laughs> Did somebody make the scene safe for him before the podcast started? See, there's a, <laughs> that's a staging one. Ah, that's good though. It's creative. I've just I'm, heard so many staging ones. Like that's all that's you do is stage. Because all you guys do is call us for stupid shit. Because that's all there is is stupid shit. You don't. You shouldn't even. We're all. It. Yeah, we're all in. We're all in this together. Water it's just stupid shit everywhere. If uh, look oh, 90 percent, ninety percent of what we do is not firefighting. It's not even thinking we're going to be spraying water. It's just medical. Sometimes cool, sometimes not. Always poop. Poop is always involved. Here's <laughs> another staging one. The twelve year olds have stopped fighting. Tell fire the scene is safe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Thanks for your service, buddy. Well, you got the typical. The how does it feel to be a second responder? How do you respond to being a second responder? What is your response to that? I, it kind of depends on who says it, but like I carried an M4 and a handgun and was in an infantry unit as a medic. So like I, I'm, I would gladly take a gun and I would gladly not need to wait on PD. Uh, but the city doesn't agree with me. You know, I had an idea once about perhaps because it's getting to the point with law enforcement, especially in big cities. I really slurred that one together, especially in big cities that they're basically sitting back and waiting to take reports kind of thing. And why not make it just a one one size fits all service? You got some kind of vessel. Notice the use of the word vessel. I don't know if it's fire truck. I don't know what it is. A vessel. You got a firefighter. 
you got an EMT, you got a social worker, you got a cop, all packaged in one. Oh. Four for one, all in the same the same vessel traveling together. I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's, that's like, the yeah. beginning of a bad joke. I feel like you could go so you could go you could do so much with that. I think they kind of tried that once in one area that I worked in. They the public safety department type deal the where like they're cross trained. No, there was zero training. Um, but <laughs> the, the local the local fire department got authorized by their chain of command to arm themselves, and they we knew what would happen, and it did. And they started pulling their pistols on every fucking call they went to on people that were like yelling hmm. yeah that sounds about right yeah that's okay. yeah. well i was gonna say Go it ahead. reminds me of the uh the english cops that are like yeah i don't i don't want other cops to be armed because i don't trust them it's like the same thing there are a few cities here in california where i'm pretty sure the fire guys have to have their 832 um which is basically is. their yeah it's Basically, you can carry a firearm on duty. You can get the post certification for it. And I can't remember what cities do it, but they do have their fire guys carry. Yeah, it's it's not as uncommon as people think, but it's still, I, I would say it's definitely the the minority. Like there's oh, not yeah. a lot of, like it's, it's rare, but it's, I don't think it's as rare as people think. Yeah, I only know of two places that do it. So, yeah. So here's a classic um, one-liner is the old joke about saving the foundation. The only thing they save during a fire is a damn foundation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, like the volunteer departments. There's a, there's a killer page called foundation savers <laughs> really? on Instagram. Yeah. And it just showcases like volunteer departments taking selfies in front of people's like some family's home with all of their memories and stuff just burning down and they're like taking a like taking pictures in the front or they're like oh great great work on this one brothers and it's just like the fucking foundation and house is gutted all right i i just have to everyone goes home but the homeowner i love yeah yeah already. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, this is yeah great. i've talked to that guy forever he stays in character like it, he does not break character he's <laughs> I think he's a pilot now, like a like an airlines pilot. But he just has this weird outlet for his humor, and he doesn't break character <laughs> at all. Command jeans, Euro helmets, and hitting it hard from the yard. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Uh, all right, so I have a good volunteer firefighter story. So um, it's a little close to home, but I don't think it'll be able to figure it out. So, I rural Iowa, right? There's not. They're not paid departments out here, right? Everything's like fucking volunteer everywhere kind of thing. And, you know, it's like a lot of the like areas or little jurisdictions will have their own little firehouse, but then they're, they're really waiting on the little bit bigger cities to come out kind of thing with the bigger equipment. So there was a fire in town. And so I go over there, you know, cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to make sure everybody's out kind of thing. And they, yeah, they're all out kind of thing. And, I learned really quickly, you know, in like a big city, the fucking fire department's there in like two or three minutes, right? Super quick, you know, five minutes top. Forever, forever. 
uh, no one's showing up, no sirens or whatever. You know, a bunch of people called 911. The house is just kind of burning. And, you know, it's like electrical fire. Where I'm like, I'm not going to fucking, you know, put a garden hose on electrical fire or whatever. I'm not supposed to, right, firefighter guy? No. Okay. No, so I, I knew I was right on that. So I was like, well, it, it kind of is what it is. I don't, you know, I don't have fucking, you know, the foam or whatever shit. So, I, you know, they're out of the house. That's what's important. About 20 minutes into this house, slowly burning, <laughs> um, this lady walks up and she's like not in the best shape ever. And she has like firefighter garb on. She's a volunteer, I guess, with one of the local cities. She's like, well, I'm on light duty. There's not a whole lot I can do right now. Why'd you fucking walk oh over God. here then? Why are you here? <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, it's it's like uh, you're talking about the Ford fucking Rangers. Yeah, like they'll drop three grand in like a light package for their car, and then they'll drop zero dollars in training, nutrition, or fitness. Yep. Yeah. Well, you get that in law enforcement too. As I sit here on my sixth beer, but <laughs> you earn those beers. Yeah, that's I earned them. Let me tell you. Okay, so does the foundation show? Do they own or do they get a do they get a patch? Yes. Okay, foundation is a like patch. Atta- attack us for our tactics. Attack us for fucking up on medical calls. Attack us for uh like <laughs> I always like the like we go work some old stiff grandma because the family's there and like the family brings us cookies and shit, but like we miss the tube. We like fucked up the settings on the on the monitor like. The entire call was a shit show, but because we did it confidently, you're like, oh, my God, thanks for everything you did. Like, make fun of us for that shit. You know what? I made a meme a long time ago, and I thought it was going to fucking kill, and it didn't. I was so pissed off. Is I had, like, a skeleton, and it was, like, the firefighters, like, putting the EKG on the skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) You got, like, you know, like, obviously this person's, like, bloated, and their guts are, like, spilling out. And they're like, hey, we just got to make sure they've been dead for three weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like we can smell it from the station. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just got to yeah, sure like we, We're going to call the hospital and just make sure it's okay with the on-duty yeah. doc <laughs> that they're fucking dead, you know? Yeah, it's like the the um, the obvious signs of death, you know? Like, I, I just think it's something that's kind of skimmed over, Um on on both sides, law enforcement and fire. There's guys who are like, oh, they found they found Mima. She, you know, we get like early morning codes. We would always get like seven a.m. to like ten a.m. Or like if it's a code, it's they've probably been a code for a while now. Um, because you know, Dad normally wakes up at eight. It's ten. I went to check on him, and he's not breathing, and he's like cold and stiff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like my my brother in law is a cop and he <laughs> he went to some circle k where somebody like saw some van and like nobody come in and out of it in like four days it's the middle of summer it's phoenix oh no and he, yeah so like you already know what happened like the guy had a heart attack and died or whatever but um so i guess one of the cops is like oh should we call fire he's like are you fucking kidding me like do you think that guy's not dead <laughs> and there was like this legitimate like oh <laughs> if you touch him with a sticker he's gonna explode but yeah it's we would we would regularly get those i think we had like my agency you had to because even if it was obvious signs of death like heads heads off the body yes that's (laughs) insane we had to fucking call because you guys had to call the fucking doctor like is there no other way to do this no it it might might be a call the coroner 
yeah, so that... I think it's a state to state thing because out here it's yeah. like if it's obvious death, like like we'll get, you know, um, you know, we get kicked on a suicide or a gunshot wound or whatever. The first cops get there, like, no, this guy's obviously dead. Like, don't like nobody else needs to come in here because like they go into evidence preservation mode. But they're also allowed to say like, I can see that there's brain matter sprayed all over the wall, and he's not breathing, he's not moving. I can assume that he has injuries that are inconsistent with life. I think that is the way they word it. Yeah. Um, I have those and I'm still breathing. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, the, the I think we found like, the name of the podcast, uh, by the way. <laughs> what, what is it? injuries inconsistent it's with life with life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me chuckle so much. I'm going to have another, there was a, but anyway, there's a couple guys that got in trouble for, uh, jokingly doing cpr like one dude is doing compressions on the the body and the other guy was kind of over by where the head was pretending like he was gonna give him breaths there was nobody around there was yeah i had one which i was really glad my body camera was off dude's obviously dead but he was kind of doing that like dead guy like you know gases thing yeah the agonal breathing no it was even past that like the dude for like hours kind of thing and so you know you'd point i i had my flashlight and i pointed at his face and i said alive and then i pointed at his gut and his gut was kind of moving around because all the gases and shit i said alive dead alive dead alive and me and my partner <laughs> thought it was really funny the corner didn't think it was oh is he there <laughs> yeah i they thought have they no had sense a sense of humor, humor. no no never i thought they did i thought this one did and they did not think it was as funny as i did um, I yeah. mean, that's not something you would do in front of, you know, the family or anything like that. But it's it's weird, you know, because you see the gut moving it around. You're like, oh, maybe they're breathing. And it's like, man, maybe the fire department fucked this one up. But then you look at his face and you're like, oh, yeah, this suit's like dead. But yeah, anyway, we, we just recently did a podcast about like spooky stories kind of thing. <laughs> Okay, um, I got, I got, I got one for this. But continue. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna lean more towards like you have like, you know, someone where you thought they were obviously dead, and then you know they they come back to life, or otherwise a spooky story. Yeah, so we've had a, I've had a few of those. Um, you know, there's a couple where you're like this. There's no way this person's gonna survive, and then they like get pulses back and walk out of the hospital a week later. But the spookiest one. So there's a there's a road that runs along a train track and the train track doesn't really intersect anywhere. So they can get pretty high speed because they only have like one or two crossings for this huge, huge area. Um, but this road, anytime, basically the, the unofficial rule is that if you get called to a, an MVA on this road or highway in between the hours of like 9 PM and 6 AM, like someone's dead because I've never seen an accident in between those hours where like somebody wasn't dead. So, call kicks out it's like single vehicle mva lost control on the tracks and um that's really all the info we have so we're like okay you know we're coming over the bridge and the call and the bridge is going over the tracks and we can see the car we can see the train and nobody was on scene yet just one of the cops rolled up on scene and the lady had somehow and like the the car was so damaged, I, I don't understand how anybody could have gotten out of it before it got hit by the the train. Uh, and the cop even said the same thing. And she doesn't remember getting out of the car. Nobody knows who actually called. 
but that car got hit right as we were going over the bridge and the lady wasn't drunk. I think she fell asleep, but she has no memory of getting out of the car. And like, nobody ever really figured out how she got out of the car. And you said she was drunk, right? No, no, she was not. Oh, okay. I would say drunks usually get away with shit. You know, this. Oh yeah. No, she was, she was not, she wasn't drunk. Yeah. No, she yeah, did, they did sobriety. They did everything. They we took her to the hospital because she had scratches and stuff, and nothing ever came back on the. Yeah, she has no memory of of how she got out of the car. And just we could multiple people saw the car before it got hit by the train, and they said, you know, this is one of them was a cop. It's like I don't, I I was if I was a betting man, I would have bet she was still in the car based on the damage. But she oh. had she had seatbelt marks on her. That's my favorite, by the way. When people are like, "No, I wasn't in the car." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there's broken glass on, on in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always good too. Yeah. Actually, I was kind of proud of this. We had a a stolen car that got involved in a car accident, and uh, we pulled a little bit of hair out of the uh, windshield and it tied to some people stealing the car. Oh, cool. oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I I went back and found like you know everybody has ring doorbells now, and I went and found the ring doorbell, and the person had like really long hair that sold the car, and I was like, oh. there's a really long fucking hair in here. Let's fucking yoink this out of here. Oh, there was well, a... police work, but then they probably got you know double secret probation, and all my hours of work were for fucking nothing. I got one for you. If I'll try to keep it quick. So I worked in a trauma center in San Antonio, and some guy walked into his condo. It was like four or five stories up and some dudes were burglarizing it in the middle of the night and they threw him out his own window. And what broke um, his fall was a wrought, a wrought iron fence going through his neck, but oh. it missed all the, missed all the vitals. So this is on the river walk. It's like one or two in the morning. Somebody calls the police. There's some drunk guy falling over a fence. He's garbling his words. I can't hear what he's saying. So they mosey on down there and they're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they end up cutting the fence off. So they bring him in. And I guess the first cop on scene took plastic bags and put them over his hands because the guy scratched the shit out of the dudes as they were scuffling. So he scratched, he clawed the shit out of their faces and he realized that and he wrapped plastic bags around this guy's hands. And when he came in they were like, Hey, don't take those bags off. And I think that was like one of the key pieces of evidence that was able to link the guys that did it to him that's and some him solid fucking police work right there yeah that's quick thinking. It, it was sharp see we're not all dumb dumbs that shoot ups trucks you dick <laughs> <laughs> i know some of you guys just beat your wives only for don't shoot ups time, drivers okay only 40 percent. all right 40 <laughs> percent of what well, okay so that's that's the joke is that like there was some study in like 19, like the eighties that law enforcement, you know, families were like, there was like 40% of them like beat their wives or something. But when they like look, when you look at the study, like the domestic abuse was like having an argument with elevated voices was like the numbers they counted. Yeah. But like, that's also enough to send me to jail in my state for domestic violence to yell at somebody. Oh yeah. My dad, uh, he got, he was building a desk in the garage when I was a kid. My mom wasn't even out there <laughs> and he got angry and broke the desk and was like cussing. And one of the neighbors called the cops and he got, yeah, like he spent a night in jail. Cause like, well, you're married. It's, 
joint property, destroyed property and household. Like he had to go to all these courses. It was a whole thing. He was a fucking satellite engineer. Like he wasn't a, yeah, it was like this whole deal. Yeah. Like disorderly. Yeah. They asked me about it on my, I, I uh, was going through a background for this other thing and they're asking about like family stuff and they're like, Oh, have your parents ever been arrested? And I was like, no. And I, like, I genuinely forgot about it. And they're like, tell us about when your dad got arrested. And I come. Yeah. It was That's like a domestic uh, disorderly or I, I want to say be... there was a domestic component to it because he had to like, he went to, he had to like go to these anger management and domestic diversion programs and all this shit. So there was a, I don't want to misquote it, but there was a thing in Denver in the late 90s. Patrick Waugh, goalie of the Colorado Avalanche, formerly of the Montreal Canadiens, Stanley Cup winner, had like broken down a door in the basement because he was frustrated. And his wife was like upstairs. And I think they hooked him on DV, but then I think they ended up dropping the charge, which Right, was the charge it's dropped like because of who he is, or was the charge no, dropped? No, it's because it's not legit. Because, like, part of the the DV statute, which we went over, and for whatever reason, this comes up again on a recent podcast, was you know it talks about like fear, intimidation, and all the kind of shit. And it's like she didn't even know he broke down the door. Yeah, right. Like she, she. I think they called because there was like you know the, an argument, which you know people are like, why are you calling? Because they're an argument. Well, you know what. I'd rather just go there and talk to people and calm them down than them actually do something that causes them to be arrested. And yeah. so, you know, you look at that realistically and you're like, that doesn't fit the statute. Like you're allowed to destroy your own property. And that was, that was, it was like kind of an unofficial case law in Colorado because we get calls on that all the time where it's like, huh. yeah, he's in the other room and he fucking like, he was mad and he fucking like, you know, I can't like, you know, a broke a plate or something. I'm not going to haul him off the jail because he like was frustrated kind of thing and broke his own property or something like that. But it's the, you have to articulate why he did it. Like what you're describing, your dad's in a different room and he's like, you know, doing whatever. And some neighbor calls in and your mom's like, no, I wasn't like threatened by him, but I don't know what Arizona's laws are either. Or wherever you were living at the time. Yeah. That's not, that's a, also that's like not a early nineties. So I have, yeah, I have no idea. I and I know it didn't like prevent him from owning a gun or anything, but I, I think there was there was I mean there was definitely charges, there was definitely a, a, a record of it happening because it came up in a, a clearance interview. God knows how long after that for myself, let alone for him. But I mean, I think we'd all agree like people have well, it's like letter charges. of the law versus spirit of the law. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I don't even think that I mean that just sounds like here's another thing. You get these like mandatory DV laws and then it people think well i have to make an arrest well you don't have to make an arrest unless there's pc like people kind of lose that like well i have to make an arrest no you don't you only have to make an arrest if there's pc and like what you described is like that's i that boggles my mind somebody arrested your dad for that but i don't know the laws or wherever you were living but i guess the point being is you know there's this like bad rap of cops like beating the shit out of their wives when it's like Okay, so you know we can have a we could have a discussion about like you know you probably shouldn't be yelling at your wife kind of thing, but I think we're all human beings, and we probably elevated our voices while having a conversation that doesn't make you, you know, a wife beater. Yeah, well, it's like the the whole it's like the just the classic data data dilemma, right? Like, were they trying to 
Yeah, what do you like? That's exactly. that's a problem. That's just the kind of the problem with any any anything that's published by anybody now. It's it's like what what were the intentions of this? Like, are you are you just pr- producing like raw data, or are I you saying don't like don't because how do you anymore? Yeah, it's like well, I don't know how, like how you define it. What like where did you get it from? Like, it's just and everything's weaponized everywhere. You know, it's just it's far easier to just not consume any of it. But yeah, or believe every single bit of it. Oh, yeah. Everything, it, that's kind of what I, I think the society's kind of leaning towards. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. We were really <laughs> yeah. talking about fun stuff anymore. But society's gotten to this point where it's like, it's either it's people either believe everything they fucking see on the internet as like fact. Or they don't believe anything. Which I kind of lean towards that because like I just assume anything on the internet is a lie. Or it's, you know, it's Everybody has a yeah. bias and towards what they want something to present it is. And same thing with numbers, whatever. I mean, how often do studies go out looking to confirm their information instead of. Yeah, they're trying, trying to confirm to... The, the conclusion they already have in their head and they just find the data that supports it. Yeah, it's uh, it's concerning. It's uh, it's kind of problematic, but that's uh, that's not as fun as firefighter insults. OK, yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Um. You know, this one's not even like necessarily a firefighter insult, but the guy said, "Did it hurt you when you fell into the toilet, you piece of shit?" I'm sorry. <laughs> I've heard that one, I and I always, I, 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 every time I hear that one, I chuckle. Anyway, so please give that one a patch. Yeah, that's that's worthy of a patch. Um, what a loser having a normal sleep schedule and better quality of life, which apparently you don't. It can vary. It can vary so drastically. Um, like there, there are guys that were four or five miles away at a different station and they like, it, it's very rare for them to get a call over like an overnight call, unless it was something big. Whereas we would generally get like in between 10 PM and 6 AM, we would get anywhere from four to five to six calls. And if they're critical, you're writing in with them. And so like, it's a 48 hour shift where you're, you're going to get little naps in if it's busy but those naps might be 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour in the afternoon when it kind of slows down, but you're not sleeping at night. You're not sleeping in the morning. Is that a hose? Are you just happy to see me? (laughs) What is that? A nurse saying that? That's a dude. That's a patch. That's a patch for sure. Yeah, Go for it. You chuckled. Um, All right. So this is the last one and it's kind of something we've heard before but it's a little different. Why do they got all them training hours, but only save basements? <laughs> yeah. Give that guy. Yeah. Give that guy something, a patch and something up. Yeah. Tell him to, don't be, uh, don't be volunteering more shit. I'm poor. I'll man. send him a fucking card game. So, uh, tell him to, tell him to uh, DM. Uh, worst responders or actually have him DM you and uh, you, we'll coordinate that through you. Okay, cool. Look at we'll that. Give, we'll give him a, we'll give him a card game. Um, well, shit, man. I think, uh, let's see what we talked about today. We played sound pipes at nor- nauseum. Um, we discussed a UPS shooting that led us down a rabbit hole of when it's okay to post or to talk about humor and what's the line. We talked a little bit about firefighting, talked about job boards, and then, uh, we had a bunch of gay firefighter jokes that pretty much sums it up, yeah. right? That sounds about right. 
I got a couple questions that I ask everybody, but I'll modify them for you. But before I do that, Scott, you got anything? Or are you just still supervising? I, I've got a question. So I assume that there is a firefighter version of a badge bunny. And if so, what what are they called? So we also call them badge bunnies, but I've heard nozzle nuzzlers and pension pirates. <laughs> I like nozzle nuzzlers. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, um, the, the nurses are aggro, man. It's like I I know I know enough cops that the the badge bunny is a real thing. Would you want your cop? Uh, my God, I almost said something way weird. Um, <laughs> would you want your kids to be firefighters? No. Why? Why not? Uh, the job's not what it used to be. The pension's not what it used to be. I, If they wanted to go to the military or, or go be a cop for a few years or go be a firefighter for, you, for years, I, I would encourage them. I mean, I'm, I'll to follow whatever pursuits or passions they have, but I would probably advocate for them getting a, like a skilled trade or starting a business or getting a STEM degree. Uh, if they want to go military for a GI Bill and you know go, go get on the fire department and go to school for five or six years on their off days and get whatever degree they want. Like I would absolutely say that's a, I think it's a good idea if they wanted to be firefighters. I'd say, yeah, go, go, go be one. If that's what you want to do and I'll, I'll help you and I'll encourage you. But I would just, man, like public safety is not what it used to be. It's just the, the bullshit, the risks, no sleep. You know, you're eating fast food between calls. You're not really like, you're not yeah, we have gyms, but like the busy stations, you're not you're not going to get a good workout in. You're going to be too ex exhausted. You guys don't even really get to work out. You sit in a fucking car all day with shit around your waist in in car seats that were not meant for people that have vests and shit around their waist on. Like, how do you guys go 25 years without fucking your back up? And then you're supposed to enjoy life once you're old. And, no, you we, know? we die. We die like five years after retirement. Same, yeah, fire is the same thing. It's like if, if you retire in your 50s, on average, you have like 10 years of quality life. And if you retire in your 60s, on average, it's like five. Yeah. But you just factor like the lack of sleep. Like do, you do anything else 56 hours a week for 25 years, you'll probably get a much bigger payout at the end than whatever public safety pension. At least at least in a lot of states, I feel like all the different pension systems are uh, – they're just getting watered down. It's just going to be a 401k soon enough. What do you think the best patrol car is of all time? Mm. Like for police. I mean, like, I don't know what the fuck you guys Ford, are. Ford Raptor. Really? Yeah, Border Patrol. I they, I don't think they use them now. Um, but yeah, they had the old 6.2 V8s. Border Patrol is using the Ford Raptors. They're meant you know, for off-road racing. They do I can't well in the desert. With that. I can't argue with that because that's very original. Usually I get upset when anybody says anything but Crown Vic. But I I can't argue with that. A Raptor would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think so like uh, Phoenix, I don't know if they'll call it a VOU, but basically they have this like violent criminal offender unit and they all roll around in like work trucks with work racks and toolboxes on them and minivans with soccer mom stickers on them. They're all plain clothes. Uh and they just go after like the baddest bad dudes. I, I always thought their cars were always cool because you they're legitimately undercover. There was an agency back in I don't know, like 2010 or so, 
they had a unmarked for their traffic unit, which was kind of an atypical car, you know, just because they wanted to catch people doing shit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And but they put a stick figure family on the back of the car and it was <laughs> the names of all the officers in the unit. <laughs> so fucking funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Fucking classic. Um, Let's see what I got here. And then. All right. Maybe you can help us out here. I'm um I'm humanizing a lot of things, but mostly humanizing pooping your pants. Have you ever pooped your pants as an adult? Yes. Do you mind telling us the story? That that would imply it only happened once. <laughs> you got a good story. Oh, I mean I mean I'm a, I'm a grown man, dude. Like, yeah, I've shit myself plenty of times. Anybody else anybody who says they have is lying. <laughs> What? Um, I had a guy on here that I, I really I respect and I asked him that question he's like yeah I've been really waiting for that and uh, no I'm a grown man I've never shit my pants he's like, a liar fucking disappointment yeah he's lying <laughs> like you've never <laughs> farted and just a little bit extra came out every you know well I, I had a debate with somebody Um, the podcast isn't out yet but I had a debate with somebody about that and look if fucking shit hits the back of your pants it's a fucking fart and he made the debate or it's it's a shit no. he said he made the debate and he's like well skid marks don't count and i'm like what's making the skid marks it's poop you shit uh, your no, pants, the, the, yeah the skid mark I, I mean a skid mark is like a you have farts which is expelling gas right and then you have skid marks so like you can you can get skid marks from a little bit of a spicy fart you can get skid marks from not wiping that well i use baby wipes uh, dude wipes go ahead sponsor me um but yeah flatulence is the act of expelling gas through the anus right so once you start talking solids even a little bit or liquids even a little bit it's no longer flatulence it's defecation uh the only reason i do podcasts is to make poop noises <laughs> I feel much better now. <laughs> I like that it sounded like a Honda Civic driving by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Buddy, do you have any imparting wisdom for all the millions of listeners out there? Just be a good person. Do good for somebody else. I got a question for you. Oh, me? Little yeah. old me? Yeah. Little old you. Would you, let, would you encourage your kids to be cops? No. Absolutely not. Mr. Scotch? No, um, 12, 15 years ago. Yeah, but no, not now. Yeah. You know, I if my kids were like, I'm going to be a cop and that's what I really want to do. I I think, you know, I think it's going to be a fucking um, Hallmark movie if I tell them not to where they, you uh-huh. know, they push back and they eventually do it. Yeah, like, I'll be supportive of my kids, but I would never tell them, go be a cop or I want you to be a cop or anything like that. I'll let them decide what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, like I would, I would try to steer them in the right direction. I would, you know, Hey, go to us marshal service. Like go be very intentional about where you go to do this thing you think you want to do. Same with the fire. Like I would, there's only a handful of departments. I would say like, yeah, sure. Go, go check it out. But only, only these handful of places, but well, I think that uh, brings us to the conclusion of this podcast. 
Thanks for your two time, and a half buddy. hours later. It. Yeah. Two and a half later. Yeah, for sure, man. We talked about nothing. I thought we, well, we talked about some stuff, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't intend, but that's the beauty of the podcast. So, yeah. You guys know what to do. You want this uh, podcast to continue, support the fine sponsors of the podcast, um, coins, patches, all the good stuff. Um, merch, holidays are coming up. I'm going to be working on some Christmas ornaments. So, those are coming soon. And then, uh, obviously, the sponsors of the podcast. I really couldn't do it without them. I can't do it without you guys. So if you want to be a monthly donor, there's a little link at the end of every podcast. You can throw me a couple bucks. Keeps the uh, lights on the dungeon down here going. So with that said, um, remember, not all firefighters are gay. I'm going to get canceled. And I love most of you. Bye-bye. <laughs>